Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold. Coming to the ring from parts unknown, the combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong. Yeah, I almost strutted right into my microphone. Welcome to Silver and Gold, Daddy. Woo! It is fucking hot still. I am the loaf with me, the Zaum. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Oh, that song just sounds sweaty. It just fits this time of the year. Grimy. This is episode 46. We're doing a little punk rock westerns this week. A couple of other sweaty movies there. One in Utah, one in... I don't know where it's supposed to be. It is in Spain, though. Uh, Dudes from 1987. And Straight to Hell from 1987 as well. Ooh, they're kind of like kind of like arch enemies in a way, maybe. Well, then we'll see how they compare to each other. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Zom, how are you, sir? How's your week? It's going good. You know it's going good when you're me. Getting a lot of pussy hanging out. Uh, <laughs> I am MILF magnet. Milf and depending on it, on. maybe even gilf magnet. Yeah. Yeah. I, sh- I can pull them. Anyway, now what's going on is this. Okay. First of all. I just told Master Loaf that uh, before we went on there, I said, "Let me go get a little, uh, little, little bit of tea here, a little hot tea." This is a uh, peppermint blend. Mm. Mm. God damn, that's good. Mm. Goes right down to your n- no nads. Um, but <laughs> when I went in to uh, take a giant pee. <laughs> I, I was I had a toothpick in my mouth, one of those little white plastic ones that has the little floss thing on it. And uh, while I was peeing, it fell out of my mouth into the toilet. While a giant, I mean, I'm talking about a fucking horse piss was cascading <laughs> down. Okay, so then I'm like, fuck. And I couldn't cut it off because it was, you know, it was fucking a lot of pee. So I'm standing there and I'm thinking while I'm peeing, okay, what the fuck am I going to do? Can't flush the motherfucker with this goddamn thing in there. So I had to, re- that's why it took me a little bit longer to get back uh, to the phone. I had to find a utensil. Uh, let's not even fucking joke. I use, I, I use my hand. Yeah. And I reached in and I grabbed it and then I used some Irish spring and washed my hand. But um, <laughs> seriously, it was like a Charlie fucking Brown moment, definitely. Um, this week, it's been really, really hot. I have not even hardly noticed because I haven't left the house except to go get meds Uh, and um, come back here. Yesterday, after 
I, probably like what two weeks of um, being back from the beach and just getting, you know, at the most four hours of sleep. Yesterday, everything fucking fell into place. Nice. I turned the iTunes on, the rain shower sound with just rolling thunder. Uh, and that's not Willem Devane. Uh, William, not Willem. God damn it. That motherfucker. Why can't he say William? He's got everybody fucked up. So it's <laughs> William Devane and Tommy Lee Jones. It wasn't them shooting up a whorehouse. It was just a nice rolling <laughs> rain drenched thing. I had some... Um, Sleep time, celestial sleep time, jasmine hot tea. I got some of that celestial seasonings or something like that. Fuck yeah. Uh, and yeah. and, and uh, one of our friends, and I don't want to say who it is because, you know, they might their macho-ness might not want anybody to know that, that they told me this. Uh, the girl that invented that brand or whatever was in like Friday the 13th part five or six. I can't remember played the sheriff's daughter nice. and that shit's good. And make peace to said that she thinks it may be a placebo effect, but it works on her too. So instead of using roofies on make peace at horror hound weekend, I'm going to give Dylan the roofies and give make peace some celestial Jasmine <laughs> sleepy tea. time. And then when they both fall asleep, I'm going to shave their eyebrows. With your, uh, other with than your that, cock. With, no, God. <laughs> oh, you're, like, you're like my brother and sister. Oh. Anyway, no. Uh, there's not, other than that, uh, been doing some comic book reading, been doing some bathtub soaking, and I bought a T bone steak uh, this morning and gave the entire thing to. Chief and Mary. <laughs> that was nice of you. Do, yeah. do you. Do you give them the bone too, or gave them the bone too? Nice. They eat everything. Uh, I, I cooked it, and then I thought, man, you know, this is really good. And I took like a little bite off the end, and and uh, I just thought, you know what? I started fucking around here and everything, and I just wanted to just have some some uh, Santa Fe chicken soup progresso. And uh, I had that. I gave them the steak, and they had like a oh, eleven dollar steak. I'm, I'm pretty sure if I, it. if I gave my dog a significant amount of beef, he would become a fucking diarrhea lawn sprinkler. <laughs> oh, these fuckers, you couldn't give them diarrhea if you fed them diarrhea. Uh, or if you fed them laxatives, they would shit out a goddamn cinder block. Uh, people have been shooting off fireworks and shit. And then we had a big thunderstorm and scared to piss out of uh, Mary. And she hid under the porch, had to stay out all night because I had to go to work and she wouldn't come out. So I gave her a little treat to make up for being mean to her, for yelling at her. <laughs> Get the fuck out from under that fucking porch, you stupid. And then you're mad and you try and. You try to disguise your voice and be like, oh, come on, come on. And your teeth are I'm, gritting. You're like, yeah, they know. they know when you're fucking faking it. <laughs> they fucking know. And she would not come out. Oh, well. Um, Whatever. She's good. I've had a fucking uh, week. Uh, uh, my drama at the theater continues. Um, uh, we... Uh, we had lots of reporters and photographers in the, in the area uh, over you the weekend. TV? I wasn't on TV. We it's it's been a newspaper centered kind of media circus. That's you need to be on TV so you can promote the show. If you get on the news <laughs> about something like that, get on there and and uh, say you know yeah I was kind of hoping da 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 like this is and before they go off there go silver and gold baby or I'll make sure if I find out I'm going to be on TV I'll get a T-shirt printed with the fucking Jiminy Cricket with his dick out yeah silver yeah, yeah, cree yeah. cree motherfuckers so fucking great <laughs> um, no just you know. It's 
it is what it is. The theater's going to close eventually. Nobody still knows exactly when that is, so everybody's just kind of on pins and needles right now. And uh, so I don't know what's going to happen. And you know, That's, the the prospect of losing a job sucks, but you know, losing a cool theater sucks too. Um, I have my frustrations with the place, but it's still it's still a fucking you know, it's a cool theater. It's it's I like everybody that works there and. And, you know, we show fucking good movies. There's, you know, there's a couple independent theaters in the area, but they're one screen, you know. And the fact that we have six screens, we can fucking show foreign films, indie films, and Bollywood all at the same time. Have that crowd mixed together. It's pretty neat. And, uh, you know, I complain a lot, but, you know, losing it's going to suck. And You do complain a lot. Yeah, it's me. That's what I do. Jeez. But uh, on top of the fucking media circus this weekend, I was also sick. Uh, so this is, uh, I probably, I think I caught it from this dude at work and I'm, I'm sure stress doesn't happen. doesn't help. And then I'm fucking feel like I'm getting, might be getting sick again this weekend. So another fucking hundred degree weekend with a cold kind of blows. Ech. Yeah. So, um, I didn't watch shit all weekend. I was like, God, I'm going to, do you think that if your weekend. faith in our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ is a little bit stronger that maybe you wouldn't be having a lot of these problems that you're having. There is the good chance, but I, I did hear that they found the God particle. So hopefully some yeah. of those particles will sprinkle on me. And uh, that was a nice setup, that. wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I just threw that out there. I was like, "Hey, let's talk about that." <laughs> we're, we're pros here, friends. We're all pros. Yep. Um, so all pros. We're we're Pro Bowl and all pros and all stars. All stars. All star game coming up. Yeah. Red Sox just got swept by the A's. Always fun. Always fun. Motherfuckers. Um, so. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Uh, so what have you been watching this week? Okay. Well, I watched uh, a Clint Eastwood movie called Coogan's Bluff. And it starred Clint Eastwood. And it also starred Don Stroud. And it also starred Lee J. Cobb. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a pretty good movie. Um, Clint is just about in Dirty Harry mode, except he's a Texan and he grits his teeth and he's got that big fucking forehead with a with a hair stacked up tall on top. And Don Stroud is like a fucking uh, when they used to portray uh, druggies in movies, and they were either really creepy or just really unsavory and he's very unsavory mm-hmm. very unsavory i mean from the other side of the tracks um <laughs> it's uh clint clint uh, is a fish out of water that's what they call that when someone from another culture comes to a different culture and there's like a um there's a there's it's a strange but it can cause funny moments uh the next thing i watched was a movie called red tails and Red Tails is by Lucas, by George Lucas, produced it. it Lucas Films. It was, looks were not deceiving. <laughs> um, this movie, people, Jesus Christ, come in real close. <laughs> I want to talk to you about it. Okay, this. okay, okay. This fucking movie sucked. And I know <laughs> what they were trying to do, but goddamn, whoever wrote that fucking dialogue. It was awful. They they would set okay. Every African American on the in that thing. I mean, I, I just I, I it was like 
when they said that uh, the movie The Help portrayed all every African American in it was portrayed as having this um, this light of uh, oh what how do I want to say like uh, uh, goodness right or whatever. Um, this movie was that times ten, <laughs> and it was, but it wasn't like I mean they showed like some of the guys they had their like one guy you know he he drank too much, another guy was a you know a hot shot that took too many chances, and they all had different things. It wasn't from them as much as it was from all the white people around them. Um, when their their squadron finally gets to escort um, the B. 20 whatever flying fortresses right um the white pilots when the guy goes over he pulls his plane upside so they can see that they're americans you know and don't start shooting at him and he you know that's that's our escort wait what's that red tails i've never heard of them (laughs) wait that's a Negro. <laughs> Are they all Negroes? <laughs> and then, and honest to God, that's exactly how the dialogue was, was even, you know, the guy said it. And then afterwards, like, those Negro fighter pilots stayed with us, not like the other white guys who mm-hmm. took off in all their glory. <laughs> they stayed with us. We appreciated it. We have respect for them now. And it's like, fuck, dude. Seriously, you could have made a really good movie and you could have made an important movie and you wrote that and had actors speaking like that. It was awful. You should it, be ashamed of yourself. And, and and they CGI'd like just about everything. Um, it just wasn't good. It, it wasn't good at all. Watch that. I mean, I know it's not a, a racial thing, but if, but if you want to see a, an airplane movie, watch uh, – Battle of Britain with Robert Shaw and a whole shitload of other people. I like. Uh, I used to like Memphis Bell. I don't know if that's would hold up now. I didn't see that. That was Matthew Modine, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I like that one. I used to have it on VHS. Lots of white people in that. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Harry oh. Connick Jr. was in it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he sing? <laughs> no. Uh, you know what? He might have sang a little bit, but it wasn't like. It wasn't a musical scene. It might have been just him singing in the background. I like in the movie Basic with uh, John Travolta and Connie Nielsen. Uh, Harry Connick Jr. was in that, and he's sitting in a jail cell, and when they walk in, you can hear him in there singing. It's like, Jesus Christ. Okay. (laughs) I I would be like, okay, I am not singing in this fucking movie unless the goddamn singer is a singer. (laughs) The 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 part is a singer. Okay, let's move on. That's that's enough. Red Tails was bad. It was really – I mean it was so bad that I was – I was like, fuck. I can't believe how bad it was. Um, next thing I watched was Rocky again. Uh, one of my friends was watching it, so I got to watch Rocky. And you know what? I, I kind of posted a little bit about this. I made a joke about it, which I'm prone to do. But the one thing that – You that, know. Yeah. No, what? Uh, seriously, but the, the one thing that really stood out that you know, I think – I know that people know this. It's not like a revelation or anything. But really the love story in that movie was – you know. It was what the movie was all about. I mean, yeah. you had him and Apollo and everything, but the Adrian and Rocky thing was really it was touching. And you know the 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 way they portray the Talia Shire, uh, you know, uh, portrayed the character and how it was written. Mm-hmm. You know, she was, you know, probably not. I mean, like in her mid thirties, maybe thirty years old or something like that. Probably a little bit older than that, I would think, because I think Stallone was he had to have been in his thirties when they made that. Let's see, and, in 76, and he was born in 46. He was 30. 
Yeah. And so, I mean, she's kind of a schlub and really, you know, whatever. And that was kind of cool. And uh, Burt Young was hilarious in that. And she was born in 46 as well. They were the same age. Now, who who is a better uh, not-quite-hot uh, love interest? Talia Shire in, the, in Rocky or... Um, What's her face in The Shining? Apollo Creed in <laughs> Apollo Creed in Rocky Rocky Two. two. Uh, <laughs> honest God, I don't find Shelley Duvall to be Duvall, yeah. anything other than olive oil. Uh, I think Talia Shire was a was a pretty good looking woman when she was fixed up, you know, yeah, yeah, Italian, Italian and everything. Geez. But but nothing either. Now I'm telling you what in in a world where Rocky wouldn't have to put up with stereotypes or people looking down their nose at him, he would pass up both of them. To have that supple African American chiseled body covered in oil and that sculpted fro. Weathers was fucking just on point. (laughs) Why would they? Here's something that that I don't get. And maybe we, there's of course always things that we don't know that could cause this. Uh, Who knows if the guy's sick or if he's, you know, whatever, or who knows what, what reason. But why wouldn't they put him in a role in The Expendables? Just as something, you know, he's yeah. got that thing with Stallone. He's got Action Jackson. He's got he's got the Rocky movies and everything. Predator. Yeah, it would be cool to put him in in something like Instead that. Instead of fucking Norris. Oh fuck yes! I oh, I hate him more every day. <laughs> I do too. Little fucking runt, cocksucker. Oh. Um, well, he could kick your ass, uh, and I don't care. You know what? <laughs> he might be eighty and could kick my ass, but he's a bigoted fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck you, Chuck Norris, cocksucker. <laughs> uh, next thing I watched was another movie. Now, this was the Red Tails double feature, and it was a movie called Project X. And I wasn't sure what it was. I kept thinking maybe it was like a superhero mutant kind of movie. Mm-hmm. And you know, But I think I was thinking of the one with the three guys that find the meteor and have powers and shit. But I already saw that, and I know it wasn't called Project X. This movie, this entire movie was a handheld movie like a – uh, they hire a kid from school to tape uh, them planning this one boy's birthday party. Oh, uh, okay. So this and is then this is a the, new movie, right? Yeah, and then he, you know, basically holds the camera at the party, which they're having at his parents' house. They go out of town, of course, give him the speech. You know, hey, you can have a couple people over, and that's it. Blah blah blah. He has this party. It turns out that you know. You know, I don't know how many thousands of people show up, and they all get drunk, they all get high, they all do the dumbest shit on the fucking planet Earth, uh, like jackass kind of stuff. The whole thing is just—I I don't see where the movie was. It right. wasn't like a movie. It was just like—I don't know. And and if you're dumb enough to have a party like that, or it's okay to go to a party like that, but you go to it at somebody else's house. You don't have it at your fucking house <laughs> or even at your fucking parents' house. Never. So anyway, it was just it was just one of these ones. The whole concept was it was so – the guy was kind of a nerdy guy and his friend's kind of a real obnoxious guy. And he puts it on Craigslist. He tells everybody and all these people show up and they have a good time, but they literally – things just go, you know – it, it was it was fucking really honest to God. Uh, my one friend kept saying, "Man, what'd you think of all those hot girls?" I'm like, "I don't see." It. Yeah, there were some hot girls in it, but and it it wasn't even like American Pie where it looked like a movie. It just looked like somebody, you know, I don't like know, a glossy you, YouTube video. 
I could go up to Morgantown after a WVU fucking football game win and carry around a camera and walk around and, watch <laughs> and get the same movie, the exact same shit for free. Okay. Uh, next thing I watched was what the fuck is that Starship X? Star- what the fuck is that Starship X? Starship X. <laughs> Did you write that down? Well, let me see what it is. I, I know I probably have. I, I must. There's Project X. Starship Troopers. I started to oh. watch Starship, <laughs> and I must have been talking to you or that girl or something like that. Woman. She had a girl. <laughs> she might have some girls. I'm pretty sure she does. Uh, let's see. Starship Troopers is fucking awesome yeah. from that's beginning you, to fucking end. I saw you post that picture of what's-his-face. Uh, uh, what is his name? Uh, the Kurgan. That's what his name is. <laughs> I work with a Clancy dude. Clancy Brown. Could, Clancy Brown. I work with a dude that could be fucking Clancy Brown's, like, uh, at least son. He might maybe even brother. <laughs> they look if, almost exactly the same. If Clancy Brown weighed about 300 pounds, that's what my brother-in-law looked like. <laughs> um, and, you know, let's see. Okay. And that movie was good, though. It was fucking excellent. It, it, I mean, if people the, – for people that don't – I don't want to say don't get it, but don't understand that it's trying to say something <laughs> – I don't understand you people. <laughs> it was fucking great. Casper Van Dien, man. I'm serious. Seriously. One of these days, that fucker is going to be revered like we revere <laughs> some of the, like, Bronson. Like I said, Dolph Lundgren is, is the new Charles Bronson yeah, yeah, yeah. for our generation. This fucker, I have seen him in, like, two or three movies now. Um, Sleepy Hollow, he was excellent in with the two hatchets. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one he was fucking awesome, man. That fucking Vietnam movie that I watched that was like a shitty Vietnam movie with him and Carrie Otis, it was pretty good, you know? So I don't know. Maybe I need to check out some more Cap. Anyway. He's in a movie coming out this year called Noobs, and it said four friends embark on a journey to win the GameCon championship, and he plays a character called Casper Van Dien. Fucking A, man. That sounds good. To me. I like <laughs> He's He's okay in my book. You know, you would think he would be like just like just some pretty boy or something like that. Seems – I mean, you know, hey, cool. He's a good-looking guy, but fuck, man. Anyway, whatever. I watched Alien, and, you know, I saw it at Walmart today on Blu-ray, pretty cheap, uh-huh. and I almost snagged it. But I got it on iTunes and watched it on my iPad. Uh-huh. I have seen Alien, Aliens with Michael Bean uh, probably more times than I can tell you. I have only seen this probably one time, and that was when it first came out. Oh. So that was a long time ago. And a lot of it I didn't remember. I mean, it's not that I didn't remember, but I just, you know, it wasn't like one of these ones where I'm like, okay, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking good movie. Yes. Uh, excellent movie. I really liked, enjoyed watching it after seeing Prometheus because it whetted my appetite, and that's why I watched it. And at the beginning, I forgot um, at the very beginning when they get um, kind of sidetracked to check this thing out, and they show that like horseshoe-shaped thing oh. is in Dublin. Right, 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 right. And then the, the – what do they call the um, – oh – the one alien guys that were the Titans. I'd just call them like humans 1.0. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, Mr. Chris calls them something, called them uh, something else like the, uh, the, um, um, I am a, if you build things, you design things to build, what do you call that? 
Your engine, the engineers. Oh, the engineers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he kept calling me. I, fuck, why can't I think of that? I'm sorry I had to fucking go through that process to get to fucking engineers. But anyway, <laughs> seeing that, I mean, it's like, fuck, man, this is so good. Um, I like Tom Skerritt, man. For some reason, I know, and Sigourney Reaver was really good at that. I, I, uh, in the second one, I liked her in that one, and she was really macho, and it was cool to have a macho action chick. But in this one, um, I almost liked her more because she was just kind of uh, – she seemed more like a, 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 just a regular like – she, was, she wasn't scarred and jaded yet. Yeah, and, and she became like such a hardened like killing machine. Mm-hmm. But in this one, she was just a person. But she was you know somebody that you could relate to, like somebody that you worked with that was kind of you know no nonsense. But you know, but whatever. I liked it and uh, good good movie. Uh, the next thing I watched was Today You Die. And it stars Steve Steven Seagal, um, and um, <laughs> this is on Netflix Instant Watch, and it it, it is a straight to DVD. And um, have this that fucking like dude from uh, uh, Naughty by Nature or something in it. Yeah, he was in Sniper. I think it was the same guy that was in Sniper. Treach or Treach. Yeah, yeah, he's in it, and he's not the most horrible fucking actor in the world. I just saw he was going to be in. Um, Oh, Total Recall, the new one. And I've seen him in, in a couple of things. He was in um, a, a few things that he's not bad in, but he does a lot of straight-to-DVD shit. Yeah. This is bad. This <laughs> is uh, – uh, Seagal is trying to get jiggy with it. Yeah, he does like an – I feel like I've seen part of this. I don't think uh, I've seen the whole thing. It's 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 not even good. I mean it's uh, – you can sit there for a while and make fun of it and everything. Um, one not, thing not that, even good for like a Seagal apologist. Yeah, it's good for that. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I might like it. Then. I mean, it, it's fun to watch to make the fuck fun of, but you know, seriously, <clears throat> I never realized this until I was reading the Vern's book. Uh, he doesn't do like his fight scenes anymore. Oh. The only thing the guy's in a fucking movie for is because he could do that fucking Aikido and shit. Well, he's just old and fat and probably you know I don't care how good you are at Aikido. Uh, unless you're Abdul the Butcher, when you get really fat, you're going to get slow and you're not going to have stamina. You're not going to be able to lift your leg probably up above your – maybe even your ankle. And so you can tell when you watch it that it's not him fighting. Oh, the guy looks slimmer. He's got that raccoon fucking coonskin cap hair on and they're shooting from behind and shit. And then when they do a close-up, they'll show him doing a, some of those wrist locks or something real quick. That's about it. But it's not very good. Next thing I watched was – now, this was probably – this was the highlight of the whole week, and I didn't watch that much. Uh, I watched uh, a movie called Attack. This is on Netflix Instant Watch. Uh, I would tell people to seek it out. Uh, Jack Palance is in it. He is the star. Eddie Albert, Buddy Ebsen. Uh, there's a whole – there's a lot of people that you'll recognize the faces, including uh. the – German guy, which I can't remember his name from a uh, spy who came in from a co- from the cold. Um, uh, this is a good movie. It's a World War II movie, and when I went clicked on it to watch it, I really I remember seeing the poster mm-hmm. and it being on TV and shit a lot. And I used to eat up World War II stuff when I was in like junior high. And you know, pretty much from grade school up to junior high, I'd watch everything, John Wayne movies and all that shit. And But I don't ever remember seeing this. And this is a lot more than just a you know, 
by the numbers World War II movie. Right. Uh, it's fucking good. And pa- Palance is really good in it. They're, they're, everybody in it's good, and it has a good story. Um, if you saw, did you ever watch the show Green Acres? Uh, I'm, it it came on reruns when I was a kid, but I didn't really watch much of it. I know the show, but well, you know Eddie Albert's in that. And mm-hmm. He's the he's the, the you know the nice guy, the good guy. You, if you see this, you will not think of him that way. <laughs> uh, watch the, the I, Jesus Christ! I had to have been talking to you when I was writing this down. I watched The Wicked Man. <laughs> A.K.A. The Wicker Man, the if I fucking man. was paying attention. I watched The Rick Wicker Man with um, The Equalizer, Edward. Is it Woodward? I don't know. I didn't watch that show. Did you watch The Wicker Man? I've seen The Wicker Man. Jesus Christ, this fucking movie is great. <laughs> uh, not the new no, one. You mean the old one? No, right? no the old one. Okay. God, it's, it's fucking it's, – it's awesome. It's just fucking awesome. And I mean, I honest to God, I, I don't think I Edward Woodward. Yeah. It, on, it, just call it, yourself it, Ed. Really? You want to go Edward Woodward? <laughs> watching him piss him or watching him fucking almost blow his nut while that girl is on the other side of the wall uh tempting him was hilarious. The music in it is just fucking brilliant. It's fucking great. Anyway, uh, so I might buy that one. And Christopher Lee looks so young and yes, it's great. It's just fucking yeah. great. Um, the next thing I watched was History of Violence with uh, Vigo v- and Maria Bellows, Harry Pussy. Um, <laughs> like I said, I mean, you know, some, some of the sex scenes in it. I, I, I enjoyed the uh, first um, big Hollywood star, sixty nine. Ed Harris is awesome in it with that fucking eye and the scar mm-hmm. on his face. Um, and um, Vigo banging Maria Bello on those steps. Uh, I don't give a shit. Those steps didn't have a goddamn bit of padding on them, and they <laughs> did not have carpet on them. No. And he had her back against it and was fucking hammering her. And <laughs> let me tell you something. That would not be comfortable. But it was good. Still good. It's fun to watch. Um, I like Vigo. I watch him in anything. I don't give a fuck. I uh, watch the movie. Uh, these uh, next ones are um, documentaries. Gasland. Which is about uh, the? Did you, is that the first time you'd seen it? Yeah. Okay, I, that's I, the one I'd been wanting you to watch. I'm fucking living it. I'm living <laughs> it. seriously. I live right by the West Fork River. I go across my little bridge, and I, the road runs right along it. Right now, we're in like almost like a drought thing. Okay, uh, the river is not even running. It's that low. You mm. can see like rocks, and there's a little waterfall that's probably. I don't know if you from the from the from the water surface on the other side of the waterfall. I'd say it might be three feet high, maybe four feet high. Just a little waterfall. The yeah. water isn't running over the waterfall because the water is not running. There's not enough water, and those fucking fracking trucks are coming right down there every goddamn day, twenty four hours a day, sucking the water out of the fucking river. I don't give a shit. That has to be bad for the habitat. There's yeah. not enough water oh, yeah. in it, and then they're sucking fucking water up and taking it. And I guarantee you, that's just for this area. They're doing it in other places, too. So anyway, that's my soapbox I've, there. I've started yeah. to see some fucking signs around here saying no fracking in North Carolina and stuff. I'm like, what? That, I yeah. never even knew that was an option. Yeah, and they, they won't uh, – it's that Marcellus Shale uh, area and West Virginia, and you know, but it's now it's spreading all over the place. Uh, they're just greedy fuckers, and they have they have. Uh, when people say we don't need the government legislating everything's why we don't have any jobs, you're a fucking idiot. 
You would fucking be eating food that made you sick. You'd be drinking water that made you sick. I mean, these fuckers are not going to take care of you, you dumb fucks. And these people that vote against their own interest just because they want to stick with their party, you're a fucking idiot. You deserve (laughs) what you get. Anyway... Uh, next thing I watched was called Windfall. It's another documentary on Netflix since to watch. Gasland Gasland is on Netflix since to watch too. Oh, good, good. Uh, Windfall is on there, and this is pretty much a an anti wind power documentary. And I'm open minded to see. I will watch uh, where some people that watch Fox News will only watch like shit like that, and that's all they watch. I'll watch both sides, and uh, I'm even on my Facebook. I'll fucking like I I'm. Uh, subscribe to like fucking Huckabee and Mitt Romney and all these different fuckers. And <laughs> when they put stuff on there, Michelle Bachman, uh, that asshole out in Arizona, uh, Jan Brewer and all these people. And I will fucking bust their nuts. I don't give a fuck. I bust their nuts on there every day. Um, <laughs> and I sh- shouldn't do that. Cause I need to get off the fucking, I'm on there all the time. Fucking fighting the fight. Um, mm-hmm. let's see. This one's it's called windfall. Uh, and basically, the way they try and present it is from people, and it's probably a lot of it's probably true uh, because it's people that said, you know, hey man, this would be great to use wind power, and we'll we'll put up these big um, um, wind um, windmills on our property and everything. And they and and what they don't understand is um, these these people that are doing this are big companies. And they make you sign a contract, and you get a set amount, and then after that, you're you're pretty much fucked. And they they talked about how huge these things are, and if they catch on fire, the 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 firemen get called out, and they can't do anything because they're up so high. They make so much noise, you know. They just just and the faster they go, they make more noise, and blah 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 blah. So, but it's it's definitely an anti wind thing. But when you compare that to uh, billions of gallons of crude oil in the ocean. That cannot be ever sucked all the way up, and and pollution in our goddamn fucking water, and and all that shit. I'm sorry, I could stand some noise and a goddamn giant fucking windmill. So go fuck yourself in the <laughs> ass, cocksucker. The last thing I watched was, uh, and I didn't watch that much. That's only just a, a, a you know, maybe like ten. Um, uh, Herb and Dorothy, and this is a documentary on Netflix. Instant watch. It's it's a nice documentary. If you're if you're into art mm-hmm. and you're into um, even just you know, I like just movies about or documentaries about just people that are just different. And it's a it's a couple and they collect art. And uh, it's a nice little documentary. I mean, you know, it might not be for everybody, but you know, it's. I, th- I thought it was pretty cool. So if you want to, if you just want something interesting to watch, you know, check it out. Check it out. Uh, read some comics. Um, Green Lantern is still the best DC thing that I've read. I'm pretty much going to keep reading that. That's how I usually can tell. I mean, if it's something that I will keep reading, keep paying for. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it. Like I go to um, Things from Another World, which is where I get a lot of comics. Um, and I'm like, fuck, when's the next Green Lantern? Did I miss it? You know, and I'm doing that, then I like it. <laughs> uh, and um, some other indie stuff. Uh, I, I love BPRD, which is the you know Hellboy spinoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is fucking awesome. They're doing a uh, Hell on Earth. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll have a storyline uh, called, like, say, Hell on Earth. Yeah. And they'll have, like, Hell on Earth. One one little it'll be like a three part or five part thing. It'll be Hell on Earth exorcism. Uh, the next thing will be Hell on Earth something else, and it's all kind of tied together. But it's not like Marvel 
where they have shit and they'll say, okay, we're going to have Avengers versus X-Men. And then through – and that's going to be a, a, an actual book, like 14, 16 books, wow. Avengers versus X-Men. But then you still have Captain America and all this stuff going on in that universe and you got to get that stuff too. But they don't put anything in it that's worth a shit. It's just like filler stories. Even though I just use Captain America as a bad example because I still get Captain America and in his individual book, it doesn't have anything to do with oh, Avengers versus X-Men. It, yeah. And it's good. So Captain America still good too. That's it. All right. Well, uh, since I was sick, I didn't feel like I'd, I was sleeping a lot over the weekend when I wasn't working. Can't even take a fucking day off. And um, so I had I had, uh, I had a short attention span basically. Um, so I watched. Uh, I started p- plowing through season two of Louie on Netflix Instant. So <laughs> I watched a lot of that, and I fucking almost shit myself when uh, he he was doing a little one of his little stand up bits in the show, and he was talking about how he lives his. He said he said he really should take better care of himself or his daughters because as it is right now, he lives his life uh, a forty eight hour. 48 hour gap between diarrheas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, and depending on how far or close I am to the next diarrhea is how far he'll venture from his nice. house. Oh, it's so funny. I want to go to the zoo. Nope. <laughs> his poor daughters at the aquarium having to stand in the stall with him while he's sh- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they had to stand like right in the stall with him. He's like, all I wanted to do was go to the deli and get a newspaper, but you had to go, you wanted to, go to the aquarium. This is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched the new, the new season yet? I haven't watched the new season yet. I, I haven't. I, wish. I mean, I just forgot, so I'll have to get caught up on that. <laughs> but um, I, did, uh, I did squeeze a few movies in. Um, I watched Shane. I had never seen this one before. I'm, I'm still on the uh, – I, I, where I'm not watching movies that I've seen, even though I broke my own rule this week. Um, the uh, yeah, I've never seen this yeah. one. Yeah, come back, Shane. Uh, <laughs> starring not my granddad, Alan Ladd. Um, this is really good. I you know westerns from the. I'm I'm I've seen a lot more spaghetti's than I have classic American westerns. Uh-huh. Um, and this is kind of on the cusp before westerns started to get. I think yeah. more you know more violent, less white hat, black hat. And this one's pretty good. I mean, uh, Shane plays that kind of. Clint Eastwood type Shane plays. Alan Ladd plays that <laughs> that kind of you know that kind of gray character that comes yeah. in. He do, ha, shady past that nobody can figure out. And what I really appreciate about this movie is the you know he's a gunfighter and he's fucking awesome at shooting, but like nobody shot in the whole fucking movie. Yeah. And they and the, it makes the it makes the showdown at the end fucking looks great. So I'll tell you what, there's two scenes in that movie. That fucking give me a total goddamn. I mean, like make lightning bolt, bolts go through me. First is when he rides in, and he he gets down off his horse, and the guy goes, "Would you like some water?" And um, he walks over to the trough, and he's sipping the water. And the little boy walks behind him with that gun and goes, and he fucking wheels around just in out of instinct. Yeah. And, and then he gets that look on his face like he's embarrassed. And the guy's like, you're awful touchy, aren't you? You know. And I thought that was so fucking cool because it was so fast. Yeah. And it scares the shit out of the little kid. Uh-huh. And the second one is, in the end, the inevitable conclusion with him and Palance. And after everything happens and uh, the little kid's looking 
under the thing watching and fucking Shane takes his gun and fucking spins it and puts it in the holster. I was like, I know. And, and fuck, like, a lot God, of Westerns you see, that so fucking fun. happens all the time. And like the, the, he does, he doesn't do anything tricky like that. The whole fucking yeah. movie. That is so cool. If fuck, I, right now, honest to God, right now I can feel <laughs> fucking goosebumps. coming up. And Jack, I'm not even joking. Jack Palance is such a piece of shit in the movie. Jeez. He's so fucking smarmy and when what a bat and a bastard, man. Oh, he stands up on that porch and, uh, and not deck, and, just uh, fucking grinning to, from ear to ear, and uh, he's a, he's like a bully, you know. Yeah, yeah. You see a fucking the guy that that you know Shane won't fight, he won't fight, he won't fight, and everything. And then when it comes down to it, and he just uh, it's like fucking somebody was it's like it's like goddamn guy with superpowers or something like that. It's just fucking awesome. Yeah, that's good. Movie. Yeah, it's a good one. It's on Netflix Instant. So, <clears throat> um. Uh, I watched a a movie that apparently has not ever been released widescreen. Um, and another one I haven't seen. It was a it was a buy at uh, Big Lots a long time ago. But I watched uh, the you know starring some dude with a mustache, uh, Hooper. What's his name? Oh right, um, and Jane Michael Vincent and uh, Sally Field, yeah, my mom's sister, and uh, <laughs> uh, and she didn't wear a bra like half the movie. It was pretty awesome. Uh, this is really good. I I I thought this was going to be sillier than it was. For whatever reason, I guess because the cover has him fucking blowing bubblegum. Um, you know, there's some typical, like... Um, there's some redneck humor in it. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, But I, d- I did like when he goes to the doctor and <laughs> he's like, how's my coctus erectus? Uh, you know, <laughs> shit like that. Uh, I really liked the bar fight scene with, <laughs> with Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> that was pretty funny. And uh, what's his name? The, uh, uh, the, the, the fucking guy... Um, Jesus Christ! The ball headed guy from every goddamn movie. He was Bradshaw's buddy in oh. the movie, and he's uh, uh, goddamn. He was in fucking Breakheart Pass. He was in the Hard Times with Charles Bronson. I don't remember. Uh, ball headed, kind of got a long nose. Motherfucker, you're gonna fucking me. I don't know. Look it up. You son of a bitch! You're supposed to be having me. Sorry, sorry. You saw it, not me. Uh, Robert Tessier, Tessier, Robert Tessier. awesome. Um, and uh, and James Best is always fun. I like when he did his James. Uh, I almost said James Dean. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jim yeah, Stewart, yeah. James Stewart impersonation in the movie was pretty cool. I love when uh, they're getting drunk at like a fucking it's on some picnic bench in a park, and that cop comes over and J. Michael Vitz is like. <laughs> Looks ain't deceiving, you old fart. The old fart. He called him an old fart like three times. Yeah, perps right in his face. <laughs> that was great. But it, it was. I thought it was going to be more like it was a lot more Bert centered than I thought because I just assumed this movie was going to be like Jan Michael Vincent just showing him up a lot. But it was kind of neat how they did it with uh, you know Vincent being kind of the understudy almost, and and Hooper just pushing himself because he wants to go out, but. You know, at the same time, it's like he was more introspective than I thought he was going to be, and what? it was it was good. It was a good movie. Um, I saw it. That's that's that needed to be seen. Yeah, yeah. So, and I own it, so I'll be able to watch it again. But yeah, I can't believe they never released that. Like it's I, it's a, it's a fucking cropped DVD. I would like to see that in Blu-ray. Yeah, there's some of the stunts and shit. Yeah, the, I mean, if they did the, it good, the stunts ah. through the whole fucking movie are just crazy. Like. You don't see this stunt anymore, and it fucking makes me wince every time when the dude when a when a dude rides a motorcycle into the side of a car and mm. does that flip over the handlebars and like lands on his shoulder on the hood. That okay, happens bro. a lot in this in in this movie. It happens several times, but you don't see that anymore, and it fucking wow. 
Um, but yeah, there's some great stunts in it. And the, the the fall that happens out of the fucking helicopter, like somebody really did that shit. So, um, I. Uh, Coctus erectus. How's my Coctus erectus? I stayed. I stayed late at the theater one night and watched uh, Moonrise Kingdom, the new Wes Anderson movie. Um, I've not. I've not made it a secret with a lot of people I'm friends with that I'm a huge Wes Anderson fan. Um, but I was. I disappointed a lot of them when I said this was like my number like five Wes Anderson movie. Mm. They're like, what? Mm. This was great. I don't. I didn't dislike this movie at all. I liked it a lot, mm-hmm. but. I like almost every Wes Anderson movie right. that I've seen better than this one. I think the problem with I have with this movie over the others is that all the other movies I like have adult characters. And I think his kind of weird, like quirky dialogue, uh, the way he directs and writes his characters works better for a grown up. And when it's a kid doing it, it doesn't feel as, I don't know, something about it just doesn't work the same for me. I like what the about two- Ari and Uzi from what? <laughs> from fucking Royal Tannenbaum. Well, well, yeah, but the two little they're not a main they're not main characters though. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, you know, you're right, you're right. They're not. That movie's about the kids after they're grown up. God damn that that was a fucking funny movie. Um, and I like the adults in it. Edward Norton, his his role in it's really funny. Um, and there's a Jesus. There's somebody not on the poster that I liked a lot. Um, and Tessier. No, do your uh, Alan if you, Ladd. If you go see it, yes, Alan Ladd, who died in 1964, came back <laughs> just for this one. The, Alan uh, Ladd. <laughs> the um, but uh, T- Tilda Swinton's really good. I wish there was more of her in it. Um, Ooh, Sammy's gonna be jealous. She's she's a uh, she's very good looking in the movie too because she's she's got like this like stewardess hair. She wears this like blue like velvet looking suit with a ha- matching hat. The whole movie. Um, but the uh, there's a there, there's an appearance by somebody who's actually it's really it's funny that he's there he's not on the poster so it was a surprise to see him so Jim Michael Vincent nope uh, so yeah it was good it was good but it, definitely go see it if you're a Wes Anderson fan um, I'm I'm curious to hear what other people think about the you know how it compares with others but you know especially like Tenenbaums and Rushmore I like a lot more than this so and watch um, Royal Tenenbaums it's a good movie I fucking love that movie Royal Tenenbaum left his house on Archer Avenue. Um, my my wife uh, did a surprise rental. Um, this is Whoa. the movie. this is. She said I have a red box, so we. Uh, I, I came home from work. <laughs> <laughs> I have a pink box, and um, we uh, we watched The Gray, which she didn't know I had not seen. I had seen it already, and so it was weird because we stuck the we stuck the movie in, and uh, I used my uh, PlayStation Three as a as a DVD player and Blu-ray player, and. Um, it was playing the end credits. It, it's not; they weren't rolling credits. They're just like they show one name and then it, you know, then it fades and goes to the next. And it was weird because it started there. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like I didn't know what it was because well, no, she, I'm sorry, she put the movie in, and um, and I was like, this is a weird way for a movie to start. What is this? Well, what had happened? It remembered the place that I'd watched the disc fucking three weeks ago, <laughs> <laughs> and it started at the end credits. And she's like, she's she's like, I don't know. So I pushed the menu button. I was like, and I saw the menu. I was like, oh, this movie's awesome. She's like, wait, you seen it? And I was like, yeah, sorry, I thought I told you. Um, she loved it. I love, I you know, and I think I I might have liked it better this time. I actually got teary a couple times when I watched it this time. Um, this is a fucking great movie. I loved it. Um, um were you going to see? Um, like not tell her that you had seen it and then act like you were really smart 
<laughs> my friend, honestly, God, I have a friend that does that. He'll, he'll, we'll, we'll, a bunch of us will get together, watch a movie, and he'll be, he'll be like, oh, I brought this, and he'll put it in, and then the whole movie, he'll be like, I don't know. I, I bet you, in the, I, I'm telling you, I bet you this guy's going to fucking be end up being a bad guy. I just don't trust him. No, I, and I, I just, I, now I just look at him and I go, motherfucker, I know you've seen this, so quit acting, trying to act like you're fucking intelligent because he's not. He's, he's dumb. He's dumb. <laughs> No, I, I told her immediately that I'd seen it, but and she's like, well, why are they doing this? And I'm like, just keep watching. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was really good. And then uh, we went and saw Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter last night, and it was awesome. Yeah! <laughs> I, I, was it not fun? I mean, I, it was I, fun. It, I don't, I don't want to say it's like fucking just right, a great not the movie. Thing in the world. But if you would have came on here right now, and I just want to say this, and then I'm going to put this to rest, and you would have said, you know, eh, sorry, but I just. Uh, I thought it was kind of. Yeah, that's fun. Then guess what? I would have been like, "Fucking, that's great," because you <laughs> saw it. Yeah. But ginning up uh, 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 people, you know, like it's like a fucking uh, the thing that I hated the most, and I I hate to get on this fucking soap. The thing I hated the most is <laughs> I went and saw a movie that I really thought was good, and I really thought that people. You know, I was like, "Fuck, man, I like this is really good." Seriously, I can't mm-hmm. wait to tell me. And then I get hit by a deluge of, "That looks stupid." I saw the previews; it looks dumb. Oh, I don't know. It's manufactured this. Blah 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 blah. That looks stupid. Oh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm like, "Seriously, dude? Okay, I saw it. I'm I. That's an informed opinion. If I do that to every movie that, and especially, and I'm not okay. I don't even think that I'm singling anybody out with this." But I hear so many people say, I don't watch trailers anymore because they show the whole movie, blah, 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 blah. But then uh, they'll watch a fucking tra- – the same people will watch a fucking trailer and be like, oh, it's like big you know, it's, I, I, I actually uh, try to – I try to – I didn't see a trailer for Moonrise Kingdom before I went. Mm-hmm. I try to actually avoid trailers now, not because I feel like they give away the movie, but because I want to go in as cold as possible. Well, and like I said, I mean to each his own. That's just I, what I feel like right now. I'm all about to each his own, but seriously, I mean, um, and I know I probably have seen things that thought, nah, but goddamn, if one of my friends says, "Hey, this is," I don't know. I, I maybe I'm just being thin-skinned or something. Who gives a fuck? Everybody, watch what you want to watch. You probably do have preconceived things. I probably do too. And if you go back in time, you can probably point out a million times where I may have said. Man, that Channing Tatum movie looks like shit. And then I went and saw it because somebody said, no, really, he's really good. And I've seen everything that he's in, and he fucking sucks dick. So maybe I'm not like that. To, uh, <laughs> now, two things about it. Now, the uh, it was funny because you see this in the trailer, because I did see this trailer. And um, my wife mentioned it during the movie, but there's a scene where they're fucking like jumping to, like, across train cars that are crashing. And she's, my wife's like, really? And I'm like, wait, you can't complain about this. We fucking paid for a movie where Abraham Lincoln is killing vampires. You can't, you can't really – you got to suspend disbelief for the whole thing. Oh, and yeah. then um, – but the other the, – uh, our friend Philip that went to see it with us, he, um, he was saying that he's read from descriptions that Abraham Lincoln actually didn't have this like booming like, like manly voice that he was actually kind of like high-pitched and uh, – <laughs> uh, yeah, Honestly, I, I liked um, pretty much all the actors in it too and I didn't – the yeah. thing was – I didn't know Mary Elizabeth Winstead was in it. And I mean, her, you know, she, they could have gotten anybody, you know, I mean, she was, I think I like her, but I, as far as, you know, 
I think she's pretty and everything. But I mean, it wasn't like she was goddamn Tilda Swinton in this or anything. But everybody <laughs> else in it, I don't know. I don't think I knew anybody. And the guy that played Abraham Lincoln, there were times when I was watching it, and I'm like, okay, is this Eric Bana? And they CGI'd him somehow. He, and he, he looks he, like he looks like Liam Neeson sometimes too. Yes, and then when he had the goddamn beard, I was just going to say that I yeah. was like. Fuck, it looks like Liam Neeson. And I had heard that both were going to play that part at one time. Oh. I'm like, are they doing something here? Because I never even looked to see who played the part. And then it's just some guy I don't even know. But seriously, I liked it. I don't know about – I thought it was fun. You know, uh, I, don't, I don't have a horrible taste in my mouth because there's so many vampire movies out because I didn't watch Twilight and I really don't care. I mean I'm just taking it for what it is. I went to see it. I liked it. I like, if, I like when movies don't – I like movie the movie vampire movies more that don't like romanticize the vampires and right. the vampires in this movie are like monsters, um, and I also like how he just fucking just plows through them like a saw, <laughs> just like yeah. blood spraying everywhere. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I, I, I I wouldn't mind. I saw when I was at the beach, and this was even before I saw the movie. Uh, they had the paperback because they still have like a books a million down there. Mm-hmm. I was, it was cool to see a bookstore and. Um, I almost picked it up, uh, and and several of our friends on line, like on the either on the comic book thing or whatever, read the the graphic novel or the the novel or comic book. I don't know if it was a graphic novel. It was or- a, it was actual. It was one of those like rewritten kind of. Well, the guy, the same author, did the Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's kind of like I think focused in on this on this Victorian era. This obviously isn't a retelling of a story right. like Pride and Prejudice, but. Um, and and for that reason alone, I think you can say it's not. I mean, if you'd say this is manufactured cult, then you'd probably have to just say that that the book itself would be a manufactured cult book or something. But but isn't Hobo with a Shotgun manufactured cult? I don't think so because well, that won a contest. You know, that trailer won a contest, and the guy made the movie he wanted to make. It wasn't right. like he was making a movie shitty on purpose. He was just making a movie with a particular like aesthetic. He just made a shitty movie without being an on. Well, yeah, it was low budget and he was, they were having fun. Unlike, that was a joke. Unlike like, fucking crank. I started to watch it today. Hobo with a shotgun. I just, I, I just couldn't, I, I, I don't know. Last time when we were on the air, I said I was going to watch it as soon as we got off. Cause I got excited and then I didn't watch it. And I almost watched it this morning and I, I just didn't do it. Um, but I, I just don't, I don't understand the manufacture. I, maybe I'm the, I don't. Maybe that's what why I'm kind of like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? I don't understand. Manufactured cult. Explain that to me. Well, a movie that, a movie that um, intentionally, you know, has it targets an audience it knows that are going to be just rabid about it. It has like in jokes, and it's just it's. It's written for to be shitty. Like they're like, I'm going to make this shitty on purpose. Black Dynamite. I guess Black Dynamite's more of a spoof. I guess, but I mean, okay. I guess you could. Think I don't that know. Way. Okay, what? 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 Uh, tell me a movie. Okay, you're saying Crank. Crank is that way because Crank is a movie that had a budget, but they still were like, they all it is is just full of dick jokes and stupid. Like it's just dumb humor, and it it it's going to be like accessible to jocks and just assholes douchebags like that if that's it's it knows it's going to sell well for being a dumb movie and that kind of shit right there it's like i don't know it's annoying to me when it's like that yeah. when it's not it doesn't have heart it's just dick joke after dick joke or you know gory for the sake of just being gory you know that kind of thing 
I I I didn't with this one. I didn't. Uh, I don't know. I didn't get like that. No, no. And I, I thought this was just a fun movie. I mean, it's it doesn't. You know, it doesn't. Try, it's not trying to be a bad movie. It's not. I mean, it's just trying. To I be, thought it was trying to be a good movie. It's just trying to be entertaining. Like that's, yeah. that's what it's for. It's not making any statements. I mean, you know, the the movie felt a little long at times. There was some mm-hmm. heavy-handed stuff with the slavery stuff, but yeah. you know, whatever. You know, it's it was just it was just silly. Yeah, I th- honest to God, the way I looked at it was, and maybe some people are like this about it because I know that some people say they're burnout on like superhero movies. But I kind of watched it like it was like a superhero movie, yeah. like it was you know he was just you know kicking ass and stuff like that. I want to see fucking like George Washington fighting zombies now. <laughs> yeah. Now, did you, you saw Avengers? Didn't you? No, I never saw it. You actually. never saw it. Uh-uh. I was going to make a bold statement and say that I like this better than Avengers. Uh oh. <laughs> I, 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 honest to God, okay, I'm a Marvel comic fan. Mm-hmm. I liked Avengers. I didn't think it was the greatest goddamn thing in the fucking world. Uh, um, but I'm telling you what, for. Because they had so much of, you know, the, the backstory just went along with what really happened. So they had a really good story. Yeah. To base everything around, and I think Avengers to me felt more like just uh, some a lot of re- when when now nowadays if I pick up an indie comic book like BPRD from Dark Horse or something like that, um, I can tell so much of a difference between that and a Marvel comic. When I open up Marvel, it's like nonsensical. I, I a, a lot not all of it, but a lot of it is is uh, geared towards young kids i think because yeah. it's like it's, well, it's, ah, cap, they, what are we doing we're sitting around today oh my god here comes somebody busting through the window and you think oh my god if every day of their life was just battle after battle after battle with just a pause in between to catch a breath and eat a sandwich and it's just splash page after splash page of thor's hammer come swinging through the air and a clang and then this and that and they're just fight uh, uh block you know a page bl- p- uh, block Fight, 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 fight. And that's how I felt like Avengers was. It was cool, and it was cool to see the fights, and they threw in the tongue-in-cheek humor and stuff like that. But this had so much more of a story, but it still had the action. Yeah. I, Honest to God, I will make that statement. I think I liked it better than Avengers. You've heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. I can't make that statement, obviously. but But if you go see Avengers, you will. Maybe I'll, I'll rent it when it comes out. It, it seems so, Avengers seems so cult like to me. I just yeah. <laughs> it's a cult movie. I saw the poster. A cult of millions of people. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's not bad. Like I said, it's not bad. I'll, I'll see just, it. I'll see, I, but honestly, I've not seen. I didn't see Captain America. I didn't see Thor. I I didn't see. Is there a new? Is there a, a second Hulk movie after the first Edward Norton one? Well, there's the Ang Lee one, but then there's Banner and then uh, Urbana and then. Okay, I saw saw both the Hulk movies, so I haven't seen Thor and I haven't seen Captain America. And Hulk is big time in the Avengers, and um, Ruffalo plays him, and Ruffalo Ruffalo is excellent. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Let's get off that. I beat that to death. I don't know why I fucking even care. It's all right. Uh, let's take a break, and that was all I watched. So let's take a break and come back, and we'll do let's do dudes first. Get that out of the way. Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we'll there. be right back.
While the global media is focusing on the aftermath of the global financial crisis, debating on whether global warming is scientifically sound or merely a political stunt, or reporting on citizens around the world toppling cruel dictatorships, I want to know why they're not focusing on the big issues. Is chess a better label than sun? Did Richard Thompson or Britney Spears do a better version of Whoops, I Did It Again? Is Lou Reed or Van Morrison a grumpier old man? Do you think you two are a crap band? Do these issues matter in your life? They matter in mine. That's why I host Love That Album, a podcast based around music minutia. Join me, Morris Brzezinski, as every fortnight, myself and a guest host will dissect a favourite album right down to its bare bones and discuss some of the latest music news. You can find the podcast either on the blog site lovethatalbum.blogspot.com or at lovethatalbum.podbean, that's P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com, or just type in Love That Album, or one word, into iTunes. If your heart pumps to the beat of a Keith Moon drum fill, then I'd recommend you see a cardiologist. Failing that, you probably care about music passionately, in which case, join me for Love That Album. And you won't even have to drive your car into a swimming pool. From the uh, Ziggy Stardust uh, concert film. It's a good shit. I love Bowie. Yes, I do too. All right, this cuts off abruptly, so I'm going to go ahead and turn down the volume. All right, our first movie of the day. It's damn good. Dudes. From 1987, starring John Cryer, Daniel Roebuck, and Flea. Um, and Lee Ving as Missoula. I guess he kind of stars in it. He doesn't. Yeah, he's kind of in and out. Um, who's going to take the lead on this? <laughs> you want to flip um, a coin? <laughs> I will take the lead on it. Okay. So, uh, two punks. Well, Ain't afraid. Wait, th- three. Wait. Three punks. Let's see. Okay, I guess the, it's going to go ahead and give that away. Two punks from the big city traveling across the country in a Volkswagen bug embrace the Western ethos. Ethos? Ethos? When they must take revenge against a group of rednecks for killing their friend in this light-hearted road movie. Along the way, they enlist the help of a young woman from Night of the Comet who runs a wrecking service. Sir, what 
did you think of dudes? This movie was a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> this movie was so shitty. Uh, I mean, it was it was fucking it was shit in a lot of fucking ways. Uh, it was uh, okay. Here's the deal. Um, first of all, I love Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I really I just. I like Flea. I think he's cool. Yeah. Uh, I I like uh, even listening to his interviews. I think he has a really awesome spirit, and he's uh, just a really peaceful and you know sweet guy. Um, he fucking is a horrible actor. Yeah. Uh, and and he's I mean God, but God, but you know, okay, he's 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 not an actor, and he's in this movie, and he looked to be all of fucking like. 17 years old or something. He was so young. Mm-hmm. He had this blonde hair and everything. Okay. I feel like now, I've seen him in Suburbia. I know I've seen him in some stuff. He was in Back to the Future 2. He was one of the punks. I think he was actually in Part 3 also. He was in um, Big Lebowski. Right, well, right, right. Fuck you right. up, Lebowski. But I mean, he's, yes, well, fuck you up, Lebowski. That's usually okay. the part he plays where he has like one line and stuff. Yeah. And this one, he's he's supposed to have comedic timing. and yeah. It, it, it was, uh, okay. But, He's Australian. Uh, Flea? He was born in Australia. Oh, they fucking can't even say silver. 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 <laughs> silver. <laughs> you what? can't say it either. Um, I found it really shitty, insulting. I mean, I know that there came to be a point where punk – uh, got kind of uh, snatched up and stolen yeah. by a bunch of douchebags who, instead of having uh, black leather knee-hole pants, can't play no high school dance, <laughs> they would go and buy manufactured shirts that said, you know, stupid shit. Like, I can't remember what that shirt said in this one. 18 and bored. 18 and bored, but it looked like something that they bought at fucking uh, Chess topic. King or something. Yeah. Chess King, yes. Yeah, some shit like that. Um <laughs> And, you know, instead of looking like, um, I, I, you know, when I think of punk, I think of the clash, I think of the Ramones, I think of the, the New York dolls and shit like that, that are, it's gritty, it's dirty. Uh, they're, they're from the fucking street and they, and you know, so, uh, uh, um, they have a message. They're fucking anti-establishment. And, and these guys are now, but, but we'll see in the next movie. Right. But you explained to me in. When we watched Encino Man, about either you did or maybe my friend Diane did. I didn't watch Encino Man. Uh, East, <laughs> I mean, not I've seen Enc- it. But... Not, not Encino Man. Um, Repo Man. Oh right. Uh, the difference, <laughs> the, well, the difference between East Coast punk and when it finally got out to West Coast. Yeah. How it kind of changed everything. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, you have the suburbanite kids, which now Cryer and them are supposed to be from what New York, New York City, yep, New York City, NYC, pretty mean when it wants to be. Um, Anyway, but they look to be, and I'm sure Cryer, you know, uh, this was totally Hollywood's version of the punk scene. And it's just, it's like a cartoonish, it's just douchey. It was fucking, this movie is so douchey, it's sickening. The, um, now I was saying this to Zom before we started recording, but the director, Penelope Spheris, Spheris, um, she directed the Decline of Western Civilization documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. She directed Suburbia. She, I mean, she had punk experience. Well, okay, the Metal Years documentary came after this movie, but the punk one—if you've seen that one—I awesome. mean—and it's fucking dirty. 
Yeah. And, but maybe this is the beginning of the end for her. After she did the metal years, I mean, she fucking moved. Well, she did Wayne's World, but she moved on Beverly Hillbillies, Little Rascals, Black Sheep. This, I mean, is, this is along those lines. Decline uh, of, I didn't even know there was a Decline of Western Civilization Part 3. What did they cover in that one? Uh, Flea, Flea is in it. Uh, Japanese heavy metal music scene. Yeah. The decline well, in Eastern civilization was what it was originally going to be called. Um, so, she, I don't know. I don't know if she was a like a punk rock kind of girl originally or anything like that. Her picture on fucking IMDb makes you think that she's just like... A, I would think that she was a disco girl. <laughs> and, and then to, like I said, uh, uh, um, instead of going... <laughs> I honest to God, I think she would be like a disco girl, and she probably thought, okay, now I'm going to start dressing like – and it was kind of like a poppy punk kind Mm -hmm. of a thing, like Mm -hmm. pop. Mm -hmm. Um, The Crier, okay, I don't mind Crier as Ducky in Pretty in Pink and shit like that, but that's what he is. And there's times in this, he is such a – fucking douche and he's he does that kind of spastic nervous uh uh you know uncomfortable thing with girls and stuff like that and i'm like god you this is just fucking this is your gimmick he's not and, he's not believable as like a nah, tough guy and they try no, to make him into one they try he to make runs him like a douche he fucking talks like a douche he looks like a douche he is a fucking douche <laughs> and then the guy that's like sears and roebuck or whatever his last name is like roebuck that's I think that's the fat guy, right? Daniel Roebuck. Yeah, the he plays biscuit because he eats dog biscuits. It's just that stuff is so stupid. It's just like they're, they're punks, so they're doing outrageous stuff. <laughs> but they come up with this dumb, just dumb, silly bullshit that it just it's nauseating. Um, he is fucking awful. He's stupid. It's not even funny. <laughs> they're, they're, a great majority of this shit is just not funny. One thing that I thought was funny is when. Cryer was standing up on this pipe over like uh, probably like five stories up and the guys are on the fire escape and they're like hey, flea and the, and the fucking fat guy. And they're like, Hey man, you know, come down, you're gonna get hurt. And he's like, Oh, what if I do this? And he goes, no, man, don't jump. You got the car keys. However they said it, it was, it was sort of humorous, but <laughs> this was hard to fucking get through. Yeah. And I will say, uh, the chick that is the love interest. She was the, Nice, wholesome girl in Mischief, which we reviewed. Yeah, Mischief, and she was in uh, – she's in Night of the Comet, like I mentioned. Um, in this one, she is not as attractive. No. She kind of has an Ewok. Like if they took an Ewok and shaved its face. It's her hair. Her, she and has her, bad she, hair in this movie. Yeah, she has bad hair. It looks kind of not – I don't know if I would say butchy, but it's it, – not, not, no, not, not, butch, not butch at all. She – compared to Cryer, she looks like – more of a dude than he does, uh, uh, more masculine. Catherine Mary Stewart. Uh, but but she's playing like this outdoorsy girl. She's real tan and everything, but she has like an old woman's haircut or something. Yeah, I don't know what yeah, it is. It does look work. like shit. And then the love scene between him and her was hard to take because I imagine Cryer – and I don't know what his persuasion is. I don't give a fuck. But watching him with a girl – uh, all I could think about was, I bet you five bucks he would be a lot more natural if that was a young twink. <laughs> Boy, you know, uh, because uh, and he might not be gay, but I mean, he just he does not come off uh, in any way like he's like in love, at all, yeah. interested in this chick. Uh, n- not even macho. I mean, it's just like I, uh, uh, 
Um, now, I will say this. I'm a fan of Lee Ving. I like him in, in, in certain roles. Um, he, like, oh, uh, God, was at, at, oh, not After Hours, the one about the rock concert where he plays uh, uh, Piggy, the punk rocker that has leather pants and fucking barbed wire around his chest and sings uh, Hoochie Coochie Man. Um <laughs> With Nada Nada Nada, the the cheerleaders, the other girl on the I can't remember what that movie's called. It's it's a fucking really good movie. American Pop? No, 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 no. Uh, Morris would know because it's like a he likes that movie. Uh, it, the whole movie takes place at, 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 at like say like a um, a venue that's having this big concert, and there's all these people come, and they have like a blues guy who's almost like Muddy Waters. He plays Hoochie Coochie Man, like the 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 blues version, and then. Uh, they keep Piggy on a chain. Oh, Get Crazy is the name Get of Get Crazy, I yeah, seen, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen that. Malcolm McDowell. And Lee Ving's good in that. Yeah, Malcolm McDowell plays like a Bowie kind of a guy. Um, the, he's good in that. He's there, He's been in several different movies where, where he's pretty good. He was in Streets of Fire. He played Raven, Shaddix, Willem Dafoe's Second in Command. Right. That, Man, had, that's crazy. That we there's, That's two uh, redos from, like, from uh, – Movies we've done before, you know, and we got Lee Ving he, and we got Mary Catherine or Catherine Mary Stewart again. Lee Ving is a serious, hardcore ass, hard ass punk rocker. He was back in like the Black Flag days with Henry Rollins and shit like that, mm-hmm. and he's awesome. Now in this movie, he is anything but a punk rocker, and he's not <laughs> supposed to be. He's a redneck. He's a redneck, and he does a fucking good job of it. Yeah, I would think a lot of times when you have someone who isn't a redneck. Now I don't know where he's from. He may be not from like New York or something like that. Uh, but a lot of times when you have someone who is Minnesota. not, yeah. So he, you know, he was probably around some country people and shit like mm. that being him from Minnesota, but, um, he could pull it off because I could see him fucking driving around here, man, in a truck with the tats and, you know, fucking yeah. uh, kind of hard ass white trash guy. I had hopes for this movie at this point. This is pretty early on still. But, um, the, I didn't have hope from the word go. I had hopes for when, it. When, when I started the, watching, I was like, this sucks. I thought it was going to turn into redneck exploitation there. And I was like, ooh, maybe we're going to have to like some backwoods shit and stuff like that. And that, But no, I mean, it kind of stays in the, a small town as opposed to like out in the desert. And uh, I did laugh early on when the fat dude used Aquanet uh, to, to put up his mohawk because I used to use Aquanet to uh, – to fix charcoal drawings after I draw them, mm-hmm. so it's it's a it was a cheap way because they sold the stuff called fixative, where you'd spray it on your paper to keep the charcoal from smudging after the fact. But that shit was like twelve dollars a can, but mm-hmm. Aquanet was about two dollars a can. Yeah, uh, so it was pretty funny seeing Aquanet on the screen. So you could have been the fat dude. I could have. Well, you know, I was well, still kind of yeah. as, as I fucking realize my even my underwear band is up near my belly button because I don't feel like my gut hanging over. <laughs> Yeah, I like to pull it up over, but then it inevitably goes bloop underneath, up, underneath, up, underneath. Uh, um, but this, it really it goes for some really goofy yucks mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. misses big time. There's some, there's a, 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 a quite, a, there's several different. Um, uh, like visions, like um, not vision quests, but like they're seeing visions. The the Ugh. fat guy seeing Indians. The and, fat guy do- going Indian was so dumb. So his, dumb. His dreams are dumb. And then yeah. I, here's my notes: Fat dude going Indian is dumb. Dreams are dumb. Dumb is boring. This movie is boring. <laughs> yeah, I was just yeah. randomly typing. Luckily, I had I have this new Magic the Gathering app on my iPad. I was playing the shit out of that while this movie was on. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> it was it was easy to be distracted. Uh-huh. I, I was I was actually doing some stuff. My friend Randy sitting there. I had my headphones in and my iPad, and there were several times where I had to to do some shit, and I just took the fucking headphones out and just left them sitting there and let it run because I thought <laughs> this I cannot pause this. I cannot fucking stretch this out. This is fucking shit. It was it's good. horrible. And then I remembered seeing the. Um, oh my the, god! I actually took that as a note. I said, "I'm playing Magic: The Gathering while this is playing." <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I know. I totally forgot that I even typed that. I, I, I remember seeing the box for this, and like maybe a movie poster or something, and thinking, "Yeah, I wonder if it's any good." And I would have, without seeing it, I would have judged it the same as like, "Oh, this is going to be like this is going to be like Repo Man." You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. the same. It came out about maybe around the same time. It's, it was a little after, so it's, yeah, it was a little late in the punk scene too. And it, yeah, it was not just, released until June of '88. So by this point, I mean, Black Flag was still around, but and you know, uh, right. uh, Minor Threat. I think Minor Threat had come and gone, and it had become Fugazi by then. But there was not a huge punk scene at this point until. You know the Pixies started doing their thing around this time, and then back in and then the early '90s, it kind of had a resurgence with with grunge and that kind of the right. punk sensibility there. But punk was pretty much dead at this point, um, as far as like a, a music movement. So you know, all the more reason why maybe this felt a little out of touch because these guys were just had the look but not the attitude. Yeah, they they were just to me. It was like they were playing what they thought punk should be. And or Flea, something like Flea that. was already the bassist by this point. I mean, they he had been in Red Hot Chili Peppers for quite a while at this point. Yeah. They, they had already kind of gotten mainstream, I think, by this point. Um, the, uh, on the box, you see a, a uh, the one that I saw. You saw like a picture of Cryer dressed like a cowboy, mm-hmm. and uh, the other dude dressed like kind of like an Indian with, Mohican, a mohawk, with yeah. an Indian garb on and stuff. Yeah, and um, when that scene happens. It is so douchey. It's fucking. <laughs> I kind of liked that when they were walking with fuck in, the, that. in silhouette oh. towards the pink Cadillac with the horns on the front. Jesus Christ! Of I course, mean, she was, had a pink Cadillac. <laughs> yeah, I just she just had it somewhere uh, with big horns on the front. Um, this really is a fucking piece of shit. I mean, honest to God, if I could go back and and take it back, uh, I would. I, I I don't know. I, I I didn't get really much of anything out of this. Uh, the chick even wore like men's Levi's or something, so you couldn't even see like her any kind of anything. Uh, the only thing I liked in the whole movie was leaving. The rest of it was just shit. It was yeah. garbage. Yeah, and um, I like John Cryer. I, I honestly I don't. I know. like John Cryer, but I don't. I thought he just. Ugh, this I think movie. he would play a decent like punk rock guy, but not like a lead like supposed to be tough punk guy. Um, he did. He. I mean, fuck. Well, I guess it's kind of like a. What would you call Ducky? That's not punk. It would be more like a. Well, he's a he's a different wave kind of guy. Yeah, or he's more of a new wave kind of kid. Like he 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 would kind of a hipster. The, he would have listened to the Talking Heads. Was where this character yeah, would probably yeah, yeah. be like Talking Heads. That's bullshit. You know, I like fucking, Talking Heads too. I love Talking Heads, but um, Roebuck was not a convincing punk rocker at all. Um, he just looked like a kind of a chunky, Fat dirty dude. fucking douche. Um, and Flea's honestly wasted in the movie. Yeah. I mean, well, literally. If it would have been Anthony Kiedis 
and Flea and, you know, like yeah. say the, everybody in the Red Hot Chili Peppers was in this fucking <laughs> It would have yeah. been fun. It would have been fun as hell. Yeah. Then the, then they would have had they would have had fun doing it. And, you know, when I started this, I was like, fucking John Cryer and Flea in a movie. I mean, this I can't believe this has never been released on DVD. This is before I watched it. And uh, I was like, man, this is probably like the like kind of a quirky movie. It's probably silly. And but it was a straight up comedy that was not funny. Um, I don't, I really don't think I laughed any where I did. I didn't mind. I thought it was kind of cool. The, the walking in camera, the, 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 the soundtrack's okay. I just um, got it. I got it, like the whole movie. I was just disgusted. <laughs> and that's how I feel. Just even when you said about them walking and stuff, I'm like, Ugh. there's a, there's some, uh, there's a decent car chase in it. Um, yeah, it's not enough to save it, obviously. But you know, the they're trying to run a giant pickup off the road with a VW Bug. And it was kind of yeah. cool. The fucking Bug would just roll up right on the tire. I was like, I can't believe the guy didn't just take it off the road at that well, point. Well, Jesus, and Cryer fucking. Sh- could, I mean, he couldn't shoot for shit. <laughs> I mean, and I'm not saying about like, okay, I know he's supposed to miss. Yeah, but goddamn, I mean, when he would shoot, it was like he was. Uh, I don't know, man. It wasn't convincing at all. Like the girl looked more convincing shooting. He would fucking like he was flinching and acting like he was scared of the gun and stuff. But I mean, it was stupid because I mean, he like pulled right up beside Lee Ving before he even sees him. Lee Ving's just driving, and he pulls a big magnum out. He's on the passenger side, sticks it right up to the window, and somehow misses. <laughs> you know, he, he, he says something huge. to the dude, and the dad's like, "What the?" And he fi- he fires a shot right through the cab of the truck. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> um, the, I, I did find my attention coming back a little bit when they actually when they finally track down the guys. They're they're tracking down these dudes the whole time that have killed Flea, and it was very like not like it wasn't very exciting when they finally killed him either. You know, yeah. I, th- I thought it was going to have more weight, but it was just like, oh, that's it. I, th- I thought the way it happened, I honestly thought that, spoiler alert, Flea was going to come back in the movie, which he doesn't. Um, I th- the way it was handled, I was like, oh, they're going to see him again. As bad as an actor as Flea was, I would have rather seen him go through the entire movie playing the John Cryer part. Yeah. Uh, and and then, like I said, instead of having that fat fuck, you could have had... Oh, I'll tell you what would have been funny is if they would have went – if they would have had um, – oh, let's see. The Indian guy had fucking Johnny Ramone. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> With that scowl and yeah, just act yeah. like an asshole the whole time. No, but, no seriously. Uh, he probably I, would have been a little old for the role at that point. But the, 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 What's his name? The drummer for the fucking Chili Peppers. That would have been good because he's kind of a big guy. He oh, looks yeah. like Will Ferrell too. I don't, I don't know his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does look like, <laughs> he does look like Will Ferrell. He always looks like Will Ferrell. <laughs> That's funny. Um, there's a part with the okay in uh, one character I wish that was developed a little more. There's this weird like Elvis <laughs> Wait, impersonator. No, I, I don't want to cut you off, but I was just putting in Chili Pepper drummer uh-huh. in the Google search, and the first thing that comes up it gives you like a little drop down list: Chili Peppers drummer. Then the next one is Chili Peppers drummer Will Ferrell, and then Chili Peppers drummer Chad Smith, which is what his name is. That, Will awesome. Ferrell is a bigger hit than yeah. – <laughs> that, that's funny. Um, I wish they had focused more on the Elvis guy, but there's a there's – a yeah, no, I like that too. There's like a similar that. kind of character in the in Straight to Hell too with the, this weird guy that kind of just walks around town singing. Um, this guy's kind of – he's a combination Elvis impersonator and bullfighter. He does a lot of things. Um, but the scene with the rodeo is a total fucking waste because they build up this guy and they finally meet him again and you think something cool is going to happen and it's just dumb. And 
I don't know. I don't know. Fucking fuck this movie. Uh, let's just get into our scores. Uh, leaving makes it a two. It's a one. It's a piece of shit. I've never watched it again, and I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. Yeah, it's, it's a piece it, of shit. It is not. It is not what I hoped for. I, I in in full disclosure, I chose this movie, but I chose it blindly in my defense. Um, I, I I was hoping it would feel more punk rock. Then obviously it did. It's this is the the hot topic of punk rock westerns. Um, I, I give it a I give it a three point two five out of ten. Uh, I liked <laughs> I liked the the Carradine racing movie more than, <laughs> than this, and I was pretty bored with that movie too. Uh-huh. So. Uh-huh. so yeah, what so what's your final score? Like, we'll just say a one point five to average it out. And yeah, it uh, sounds good to me. Uh, we'll say a three. One point five and a three. Fuck this movie and uh we'll, <laughs> let's, let's take a break and come back and do hopefully something we'll like a little better. Straight to hell or actually the one we watched, Straight to Hell Returns. We'll be right back. <sighs> Ahoy, mateys. This is K.A.B., Antonio Bay. Stevie Wayne here, beaming a signal across the sea. I'll be here playing music all through the witching hour. I'm still waiting to hear from that weatherman. But in the meantime, stay here with me. Be sure to visit our sponsor, Paracinema Magazine. They're the source for all your genre movie needs. Check them out online at paracinema.net. Tell them Stevie sent you. Keep me turned on for a while, and I'll do my best to do the same for you. The Smooth Sound, Fabulous Stolen from this song. Love that song. Combat Rock. I have the album. I do too. I have that on vinyl. Yeah, me too. All right. So, Straight to Hell. Well, like I said, this is actually Straight to Hell Returns, not a sequel. This was kind of a recut, slightly recut, and 
version of Straight to Hell that was originally released in 87. I don't know when Straight to Hell returns. I have to look it up. Um, basically, they just kind of added in some uh, some blood, some CGI blood. Uh, I noticed. I mean, yeah. I never saw it before. Um, so, like, uh, there's I, a, CGI blood. Oh, 2010. So it's rather really recently, but it's the exact same movie. I think there's a couple scenes that they've that they had originally cut out of Straight to Hell, um, and uh, they, that they've added back in, and then. Um, they added some CGI blood, and he has good things to say about the the group that I don't remember the name of the group that did the the CGI work, and it looks pretty good in it. So, so you say the Pogues, the Pogues. He does <laughs> yeah, talk about the CGI Pogues. Blood. There's, was there fucking like eight hundred members of the Pogues? Because every in the I watched the commentary for this. Everybody in it is and, fucking in the Pogues. Yeah, he's like, oh, here's the ones from the Pogues. Oh, they're all, all, all the members of the Pogues. Like he just says it over and over again. So it's like the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema. <laughs> yeah, how many members do they have now? Fourteen. Um, yeah, fourteen. This reminds me of the MIA song too. Uh, don't even, fu- dude. If you fucking say that again, I'm fucking getting off here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I hear when I hear this. That used to piss me off so fucking much. I would be listening to the radio, or me and my friends would be sitting around, and I'd start hearing that. And I'd be like starting to sing the Clash and some fucking bullshit. It's like it I almost reminds song. me of Elvis with Wednesday, and I'm like, motherfucker. There's some things you just do not fucking touch. Go fucking take that. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I I mean I'm serious. That I fucking hate that shit. You don't like MIA? Fuck fucking fucker fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I, I love that song, man, and I, I don't care. Okay, they can use it or whatever, but when people are like, I mean, I hear people that are like, hey, I'll be like, oh, fucking, that's the Clash. That's not the Clash, that's MIA. And I'm like, do you know who the fucking Clash is? No. I'm like, go fucking, just get out of my, go hey, fuck yourself. Samples are a thing of our time, buddy. Not a thing of my time. All right, so, well, go ahead, let's uh, hear a synopsis. Well, no, wait a minute, I shouldn't say that because I did like Ice Ice Baby. Uh, <laughs> and uh, what was the MC Hammer one? Kentus. <laughs> yep, yep. Rick James, bitch. Yeah. So, and uh, you know, how many times has fucking like Grandmaster Flash or Sugar Hill Gang been sampled over the years? So, I don't mind if somebody samples uh, something you don't certain, like. I, yeah, there's just certain <laughs> iconic things that even the Bowie and Queen thing, I love that song under pressure, but I, I you know, whatever. I just, I'm like, I don't give a, f- a fuck, fucking fuck. <laughs> I Straight to hell. You know, strummers, fucking people fucking made some money off of it. Poor fucking bastard. Oh God. Died too damn young. 50. Yeah, no shit, man. And I love the Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros too. So if anybody yeah. that hasn't listened to that, man, get it. It's fucking great. Joe Strummer did a lot of the soundtrack work on this, along with the Pogues. Um, so uh, anyway, go ahead. Let's uh, hear a synopsis and like, introduce. Okay, the- I'll synopsize now. I'm preparing to synopsize. A gang of bank robbers with suitcase full of money. Here, <laughs> Def sure was. Um, Go to the desert to hide out. After burying the loot, they find their way to a surreal town full of cowboys drinking off a lot of coffee. Townspeople are hostile to the outsiders at first, but seem to accept them at once, and they kill a couple of people. After a while, a mysterious man named Dade arrives, who seems to have an unpleasant business to settle with the robbers. A free for all, and shoot up in serious man. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is a. Uh... Alex Cox, if anybody doesn't know, we we did Repo Man. 
Um, one, he it was interesting in the docu- in the commentary. He actually says by by the time he made this after um, working on uh, Sid and Nancy, uh, that um, he was like pretty much sick of music. <laughs> uh, so the um, I just lost what I was saying. Jesus. But he, oh, and anybody else that knows him, he also was, he, it's kind of like a, I guess he's a pro on spaghetti westerns. That's like what he, that's like what made him make, want to make films was spaghetti westerns. He loved spaghetti westerns growing up. Um, and his, like, his master's dissertation at UCLA was like comparing, comparing, uh, spaghetti westerns to some kind of, some kind of tragedy, like tragedy, like stage performing kind of something or other. I don't remember the, it's not Shakespearean, some kind of other tragedies, but, um, so, uh, this was kind of his homage, the, um, to the spaghetti Western. And there's a lot of Django kill stuff in this, in this film. Like he was really inspired by that one. I think, um, the, now this, this film came to be because they wanted to do the reason that they had all the, uh, all of the musicians is they wanted to do like a benefit concert for this Sandinista thing that was going on in Nicaragua at the time. And, uh, goddamn commie pinkos. A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people pulled money back because they're like, fuck, you can't do a concert in Nicaragua. So instead, Ronald Reagan will have a fucking shit fit. So instead they took the money and they made, the- they went out to the desert in Spain uh, to this this village that was actually built for spaghetti westerns. This particular one that they filmed it in, this is also something I learned from the commentary, was actually built for uh, uh, for the a John Sturgis movie called Chino, uh, Char- with sorry, uh, Charles Charles Bronson. Bronson. And they were saying that that since Charles Bronson was short, that everything in the town was built smaller and short, like so shorter doorways <laughs> and windows and stuff, so that it didn't look so it like matched up. So um, that's that why, like, funny. I make all the furniture and stuff in my house smaller, <laughs> so it makes my dick look bigger. <laughs> when yeah. I walk around. I wear tiny underwear for. T- oh wait. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's. Uh, um, and also, around. if you uh, it, if you watch this movie, you'll definitely get the uh, the the feeling that perhaps uh, Tarantino borrowed the uh, uh, some mm-hmm. some uh, some aesthetic from it as far as you know uh, costumes. As God. far as um, I saw that right away, right yeah. at the very beginning, especially um, Cy Richardson's character uh, uh, Norwood, mm-hmm. he is—I mean, he is Samuel L. Jackson from Pulp Fiction. I mean, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So maybe uh, cooler, maybe this, cooler. This stars Dick Rude, who I don't know that he's really ever worked on anything except for Alex Cox movies. He's not really a musician, and he's obviously not really an actor. <laughs> But, kind of um, like we're not really a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like we're not really talented. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I... um, and it also stars Cy Richardson, as I said, and who's been in pretty much every every Alex Cox movie, and he's really and great. Who you have a man crush on? I fucking love that guy. He was in They Live, also. He's been in other movies too. I mean, he he might be the only professionally trained actor in the in this movie. No, there's another guy, the guy that runs the hardware store, is as well. Well, Dennis Hopper. Oh, and well, Dennis Hopper. <laughs> Dennis Hopper was there for a day. I don't really. His role is weird. Um, I'm sure he doesn't remember most of it. <laughs> and then uh, Joe Strummer is the other assassin, um, the uh, the the front man of the Clash, um, like we just talked about. And then 
Courtney Love. Blah! <laughs> uh, uh, see, I had different feelings about Courtney Love than you did. Courtney Love is nice and jiggly in this movie, but um, her face is a little busted. She had she was still had the the big jaw look before uh, she lost a little weight. Um, and she's fucking annoying in this movie. <laughs> uh, I thought she was supposed to be annoying. And she I was supposed she to be. A, she a was great a, job at being annoying. I think it honest to God, been. it reminded me of being at the beach again. I could. <laughs> I'm not I, fucking kidding. Either. I could not tell in the commentary because they commented on her. I could not tell if they were being sarcastic or not when they said that they really liked the job that she did in the movie. It was hard to tell. Oh, God. Um, but she was definitely supposed to be annoying. Um, and one more interesting point about the movie there uh dennis hopper's character ig farben was the yeah. name of the company that made the the gas to gas the Jews in, in world war ii yeah um so um what this movie is i guess it's a uh, it's they're they're going and hiding out but it, what it all what it ends up feeling like is a almost like a, a story of well you know if you're it, it's it's it works today, you know, with the U.S. being in Iraq or Afghanistan, for instance. It's kind of like these guys going in for a – even even Cy Richardson says it at one point. We got, we're not finished with our mission. They're like, what the fuck is our mission? They don't even know. They're in this town. Everybody's addicted to coffee, which is kind of a funny turn on it. Um, it and that was a joke because they didn't want the – they just didn't want to have drug addicts. So everybody in the town is addicted to coffee. Everybody's a fucking – they're schizophrenic or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, nobody really cusses or anything. And they, yeah, the, 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 they they did that on purpose too because the fucking is the, uh, all clothed. The shower yeah, scene is clothed, just dry humping. Like I mean, like Deck Rude at one point says, "Confirmed it." <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I mean, it's kind of an in joke that they did. But what this ends up being is just a bunch of musicians that were all friends, and they wrote this script in three days. And they go to the desert and they make this weird fucking bizarre movie. A pre a pre made cult film. <laughs> it's a pre made cult film. They were just using Is the money. Is this a pre made cult film? I don't think. Well, the Alex Cox's movies are all like this. So. Wow! Now, god damn. I mean, except maybe not Sid and Nancy, but all of his movies are kind of like this, where he just kind of makes stuff that he thinks is he, he he finds it fun. He makes a statement. Um, you know, the statement being like the the corporatization of these. I guess banana republics is really what this comes down to being. And, um, I don't know. I like, uh, it's, it's, it's a mess, especially in the center. It kind of loses focus, but you know, I like it. Um, I said, Courtney love is plump and jiggly. Oh mama. Uh, Was she pregnant in real life? No, no. Because if you notice a couple of times, you can, it, it, you can see like, it's a fucking like pillow under her dress. Yeah. The thought of her pregnant makes me want to vomit. She's been pregnant before. So. I know she had Bean or whatever its name yeah, was, Francis but Bean. she's she ended yeah. up being kind of she's a, she's a cutie now. Um, she's fucking like eighteen, nineteen years old. Isn't that crazy? In that, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so um, the the imagery of the bar scene, they these there's a botched assassination or something, and I think that was an in joke too. Is that they're <laughs> they just bust in on this poor. Uh, this poor maid cleaning the room in this hotel, and I guess the guy that they were supposed to assassinate is not there, and they just shoot the bed up and leave. They have to run. That was almost kind of like uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's okay. I just had an observation that just came to mind, which I was just you know I just was thinking about. I don't know because we like watch movies like this. Uh, did you see Point Blank with Lee Marvin? Yeah. 
when he goes in and he's going to try and kill somebody and oh. the guy's not there and he just shoots the bed? You know what? They actually say that. This is like he, he, he said I that in the conversation. So this is my smart. homage to to uh, Point Blank. And that actually, that's yeah. why I watched Shane this week because there's uh, Joe Strummer actually gives the line, Guns are, um, gun is a tool, it's no better or worse than the man who yeah, uses yeah, it, yeah. which is from Shane. Yeah. Um, and you know Shane wanted to fuck. What's her name? <laughs> oh, did he? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, too. <laughs> oh, she was he? so wholesome and blonde. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, Shane, um, but Shane the, was hot, too. They kind of end up in this small town, which is this actual set in Spain, which is now like a big tourist attraction. The whole area. There was a bunch of spaghetti westerns filmed in this area in Spain. Um, which is funny in this one. You can actually a few times see the fucking highway in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw cars all the time going back and forth. <laughs> uh, I don't think he really cared. Um, yeah. But uh, they go. They come to this bar, and this, this the the imagery and the the feel of the scene right at the beginning just like again oozes Tarantino because Courtney Love like kicks the jukebox. It starts playing Yakety Yak, and uh, there and uh, Cy Richardson is ordering. He's just fucking awesome in the movie, but he's like. Dulce, or tres cervezas, but he says it in his like total American accent. <laughs> tres cervezas, um, and, the, and the fucking guy in the bar behind the bar doesn't even know what he's saying. Just the answer. <laughs> um, I, I thought it was pretty funny when the, the the gang comes into the town the first time, and you know the the uh, the trope in in uh, westerns is to have drag a hot guy behind a horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they come in. They're driving a pickup pickup truck or something, and instead of drag, instead of the dragging a ho- uh, dragging a guy, the truck is dragging a dirt bike, which is then dragging a guy behind. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty funny. And uh, but like I said, the ga- the local gang are all coffee addicts, so they're all like uh, <laughs> they're really jittery all the time and everything. So instead of like cocaine, like it would be in you know the Central American country, that this is kind of making the comment on it's uh, everybody's a coffee addict. Um, I did take the note. I feel the need to adjust the volume whenever Courtney love is talking. <laughs> we gotta get out of here. <laughs> uh, uh, there's a cool scene with uh, rude uh, Richardson and Strummer. All they walk in and they all spit in unison. <laughs> yeah. They turn the exact same way. <laughs> and Cy Richardson is wearing this shower cap to like keep his jerry curl fresh that was pretty uh pretty cool i wish he wore that more in the movie he only wears it right there at that one part it was flowery too at first i thought it was just like a uh like he had taken like a bandana or something and tied it around the top of his head <laughs> but, but then it was little, actually a shower cap like it's a got that little ruffle cap. around the bottom yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah it's an example of the example of the language when uh when dick rude is coming on to this one chick who was very unique looking? I'll say that she's got a little top ponytail, and she always wears um, like corsets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely British, or you know, from the UK and some in somewhere. But he goes, he's like, "Come here, you little minx!" And then she kind of <laughs> pushes them away. He's like, "Confound it!" and hits the ground. Um, Dick Rude is a Scientologist now, by the way. And uh, I'm a douche. The um, and like I said, all the all the gang and stuff that come into this town. It's very, it's it's very. This movie's very. It lacks focus, and the um. But the, they're all musicians. There's hardly any of them are actually actors because these are all like. Well, Elvis Costello is in there. I didn't um, see him. Who where was he? He um, he shot at one point. He drops a bunch of coffee beans, and they shoot him in the middle of the road. He uh, okay. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know it's him though. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't paying attention. 
He doesn't well, wear. I mean, he just looks scruffy. So yeah, he's not wearing his normal glasses. He's wearing like wire rim glasses. So yeah. Um, How about the hot dog guy? The hot dog guy <laughs> is a guy. His name is. He's a musician. Also, his name is Xander. Uh, Xander Schloss. He's a. He is a. Uh, he's just from California, and that's. A, he actually wrote that. That I think he wrote that wiener song that they sing that which, wiener song was fucking funny and the, the whole routine was funny and but him just getting fucking just abused and just beat like a dog yeah, it, it was it, it was but it was funny the way they did it you they're know? saying they're saying in the commentary that they actually had they cut out a few more scenes of him getting abused lick my boots so lick yeah, his and, boots. and the priest in it is such a bastard and i feel like that was making a statement as well oh, uh, yeah, yeah. because this is like a you know a microcosm of a like I was saying like a banana republic where religion and these these people are all like in a fervor at all times. Um, oh, I could see if you watch the movie um, El Salvador or I mean uh, you watch the movie Salvador with uh, Oliver Stone's movie with uh, okay. James Woods. I mean you can fucking just see the 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 dirtiness. Uh-huh. The way that the people act, how everything is like the Wild West and just crappy and, uh, you know. And I think it's, this, it's, yeah, this movie guess. probably led into Walker, too. Walker yeah. is a very similar kind of feel to this, you know, with the as far as the um, the outsiders coming in. Everybody is now – it just becomes more and more paranoid of anybody that new that comes into the town. Yeah. And the three assassins that are hiding out there, they're staying there and they don't even need to at this point. Like – they don't even they don't even ever say who they're hiding out from or what their job is and they don't even actually know why they're even there anymore and they're just uh, there just because they're still there i mean um but you know it's like i said it's kind of like the middle east, us and the middle east where there's no really focused reason why they just stay there but just because um the villagers become totally absorbed in themselves they're they're like xenophobic in a way they they torture outsiders that come in they point yeah. fingers um, you know, there's a point where like the the elder of the town is murdered, and they start. You know, anybody new that comes in, oh, he must have done it, and yeah. they, they they you know. Um, but it's cool. The priest walking around, he carries around a, a a crucifix, but instead of Jesus, it's a it's a skeleton on it, which is kind of yeah. cool. And he always carries it upside down too. So, but it's satanic. It's funny. It's funny how Dennis Hopper is the cleanest guy in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every, and he was, oh my god! Everybody is so fucking gross looking in this movie. And Dennis Hopper comes in, and he looks like he just showered. Um, and he's he's got Grace Jones with him, who doesn't look like herself. She is. Like, I thought what? it was uh, Iman or uh, Bowie's um, ex, or I don't know if they're still together or not. Iman. Yeah, yeah. I think they're still. That's together. what I thought it was. I didn't know it was Grace Jones. Yeah, and uh, but she's got long curly hair, and like she doesn't really say anything. She just kind of sits there. But he comes in and he he is I.G. Farben. Now you see a big, in the beginning where they're filling up with gas. I.G. Farben is kind of an oil baron. Yeah. And again, this is kind of like probably I.G. Farben is supposed to be like corporate America. Um, well, comes, they back like you said they back, they actually a lot of those industrialists in Germany. Hitler would have never been able to come to power. They they backed him and he left them. He didn't nationalize anything or anything like that. He left them in. You know, where Stalin took over, he took over everything, nationalized yeah, everything, yeah. everything belongs to the state. Fascism, the the big corporate industrialist, uh, basically run everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have any rules uh, and kind of like America now. And then everybody else is put into a lower class, And they, but they backed Hitler. They actually financed him and everything mm-hmm. so he could be in power and stay in power. Yeah, the uh – 
That's your history lesson for today, motherfucking <laughs> So, so basically, you know, Hopper's vo- Hopper's role in this movie. He, you know, he's more of a name than anything, but he comes in. Come to this unstable area where everybody's starting to just fucking go nuts and leaves these machine guns basically so everyone can kill each other and he can come yeah. in and put in oil derricks. Yeah. Um, and this is what I appreciate. This is the punk rock aspect of this movie. It's, 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 you know, granted it's a script written in three days and it's kind of lacks focus and it's probably just these guys fucking partying in the desert, but it does have that punk rock sensibility, that anti establishment, anti, you know, anti-imperialist uh, kind of uh, feeling that I appreciate. And, you know, that's why that's what makes this movie interesting. And that's um, what makes you a communist. That's what makes me a fucking pinko. The the chick in the hardware store, now she's attractive, but goddamn, sometimes when she puts her hair up, she is smoking hot. <laughs> um, I posted her a uh, couple shots of her cleaning off uh, the, motor- the motorcycle. <laughs> motorcycle. And all she does... <laughs> She comes out with a bucket of soapy water. And that was almost like a cool hand Luke moment she, where they would on the chain gang and the big titted blonde came out oh, and you know washed what? the car. In the commentary, mm-hmm. this is he says it. This is my cool hand Luke homage. Yeah, you motherfucker. Good job. Um, this is a manufactured cult film. <laughs> all she does is just – So nobody watch it. All she does I is know pretty much uh, take the sponge and uh, – clean off the only the the big phallic shaped exhaust pipe on the side of the bike and that's it and then she just throws the bucket on the rest of it and walks off but um uh i did i got a laugh when um now there's a guy in it i don't know his name he's the uh the latino actor that has the he has two like uh uh gold teeth right in the front um he plays one of the cops in the movie um, you know who I'm talking about? I know who you're talking. I don't, about. He's in. A, I think he's been in other Alex Cox movies. I recognize him, but I don't know his name. But it was funny when uh, fucking he's Jarmusch comes in, and I didn't. I, I still I've seen this movie three times, and I don't. I still don't understand exactly Jarmusch's tie between Hopper and <laughs> Hopper in the village. But yeah. uh, Jarmusch well, comes it, in. He's Dade, right? Yeah, he's Dade. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But um. They all have guns and stuff, and that's when the shit's just hitting the fan. But the cops don't have firearms at all for some reason. And you hear him yell something in, in Spanish, but he's like, no, you'll have to just use a rock. No, nah, your cops will have to use rocks. And the way he picks up this little rock and just immediately throws it over the hood of the car, I just really laugh. And then you actually see them like throwing rocks at a burning building later, which is pretty <laughs> cops funny. have to throw rocks. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess another statement. The cops, are the, actual, the actual law enforcement of the town has no power at all. It's all about the guys yeah. coming in. It's the death squads. That they hire, yeah, um, but yeah. Then you know, by Salvador, the end of the film, the, there's the fires are even hardly out in this in this burnout place, and there's already oil derricks like right in the middle of the road and everything, <laughs> and a big fucking IG Farben fracking, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, rigs, <laughs> fracking rigs right there. So, jeez, uh, hold on, what what are you talking about? So yeah, let's hear what let's hear what you had to say about it because you hadn't seen this. I was actually I was nervous at for uh, well after somebody started mentioning it, like I don't know how Zom's going to feel after about this. After we watched Dudes, if this one would have been like a fucking huge dud, I would I would have come to Carrie, and you the last thing you'd have had to worry about was them taking down that fucking theater. <laughs> You were kind of lukewarm on Repo Man too, so I was actually I was I was a little worried after after the fact of that what you're going to think of this. So. Um, Okay, when I started watching it, right at first, um, I, th- I it it all it I wouldn't say it lost it it was losing me, mm-hmm. but it was kind of um, 
there was some stuff that was just a little bit too silly, slapsticky and silly. And I was like, okay, goddamn, I hope this isn't all going to be kind of anyway. Um, but then I got into it, yeah. and I, I think that the the violence had a lot. To, now, okay, now one thing, you know, I was surprised when I watched it. The what were either, and I know what you you've already said. So, but at the time, I was thinking, God damn, man, them are some hellacious squibs because oh, I knew yeah. this was made in you know eighty seven, so they didn't have CGI, and I was like, God damn, how the fuck did they do that? But then you're saying, okay, now when the movie first was put out, and it doesn't have that because they didn't. They went totally against using language. They went totally against uh, uh, Drug drugs and did coffee. And nudity. Uh, nudity and sex. It was pretty much dry humping and no nudity and everything. When Was it pretty much uh, – pretty much. I want to say pretty much one more fucking time. <laughs> um, I almost expected uh, to to go against the violent thing to have the guns really not even fire. Like you wouldn't see a flame coming out or any blood. And it was almost just like pantomime. I don't Did know. they do that? I have honestly, I've never seen the original cut of this movie, so I don't uh, know how much blood was added in. I do know that you know, there's a scene where a guy is shot in the face. Yeah, yeah. Um, originally, there's no even, there's not even blood in that. He just falls over. Right, because right. when he's falling over, you can see like the, like half of his face is almost like gone or something. But then when he's laying there, it's not. Yeah, and and, yeah. and you know. So, but anyway. That that having having the violence and stuff like that, uh, and then to me, um, the shit with the rocks, uh, the shit with Strummer and the fucking snake bite. Uh, um, I'm trying to think. I mean, the, so the funny thing is, in the commentary, when a scene like that would happen, he's like, "Oh, and here's a, here's another scene where you'll either find it funny, or you just won't." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, is um. I could have – if I would have taken notes, I could have taken – I mean just a, a, a shitload of notes of this part was like I was just doing with that. This part was oh, – all remember that? Remember that? Remember that? Remember that? <laughs> but like I said, right off, right off, um, I, I thought it was – I thought, okay, this is just a bunch of, of douchebags, uh, pretentious, rich douchebags. They're like, hey, let's go do a bunch of like uh, almost like the last movie with Hopper, which the movie didn't end up being like that. But the whole thing was let's go down to Peru. Let's fucking make a movie. We'll all do a bunch of shitload of drugs because <laughs> there's a shitload of drugs in Peru. We'll all just have a huge party and we'll make a movie as we go along. Yeah. And, and almost like um, that's the feeling I got at first was um, – just a bunch of dumbasses going down. They're all fucking drunk. They're all getting high. They're partying. And they said, hey, you know what we'll do? We'll, we'll fucking make a movie. We'll just act stupid and act silly. Okay, <laughs> now the stupid and silly in this, for the most part, was cl- I thought was clever and funny. Whereas in Dudes, it just yeah. was really douchey and missed and was not funny. Um, I, think, so that, I think this movie benefits from being spontaneous because, like I said, they, they wrote the they wrote this script in three days and they they were constantly revising it as the movie was filming. Like, oh, we should change this, we should change this. Whereas the other one was obviously written beforehand and yeah. filmed regardless of whether it hit or not. So yeah, and and, and I I thought like a, a lot of the 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 costuming and stuff like that it it gave me a, a, a bring me the head of of Alfredo Garcia feel mm-hmm. with the dirtiness with the guys wearing suits and the suits are just filthy dirty like um um 
Warren Oates was in that movie. Strummer fucking with his greasy, dirty fucking hair, and he's like washing his hair with gasoline and shit or whatever. <laughs> that that was really cool. The everybody's like clothes just like they the the assassins in particular. For some reason, Dick Rude wears these like checkered pants, which is funny, but his suit yeah. doesn't match at all. But they like by the end, Cy Richardson suit in particular. Uh, it's like I mean, it's falling apart. Like yeah, it just gets rattier and rattier. Yeah, they, they've been through hell. Which you know that that kind of gives you a, a wild bunch kind of a thing with the big shootout and everybody's all shot up, shot to pieces or Bonnie and Clyde, you know, and mm-hmm. the suits and everything are all shredded. Um, there's a lot of I think there's a lot of homages, which like you said, yeah. there there are. Um, but it, it just honest to God. When I was watching this, and I and I got to the very last shot, the very last frame, and it has some it has some some strange animation shit in it. Uh, <laughs> as soon as the last thing happened, and they started running the credits, I wanted to stand up and go, "That's entertainment." <laughs> it was just like it was just it fucking was. It just entertained me. It, they and and I respected. That they that they tr- they were trying all this stuff, and the thing is, I think after you telling me um, a lot about uh, from watching the director's commentary and stuff like that, I can see where someone would start watching this. And I've read some some reviews, mm-hmm. uh, like mm-hmm. on Amazon or or uh, uh, IMDb, and you know where there's this big polar thing of you know it's the worst movie ever made, bunch of pretentious assholes, blah 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 blah, and then people that loved it. And I think that a lot of people, and maybe not, I mean they're entitled to their own opinion and everything uh, after seeing the movie. Um, they, I think a lot of them maybe took it at face value. Right, and didn't right. see the state political statements that he's trying to make. Didn't see, you know, like you said, like some of the homages and things like that, full of homages. And and um, even though the only person in it, honest to God, that really kind of douched it up for me and and was a little bit irritating because I found him to be douchey was Dick Rude. <laughs> I, and, and then and he kind of grew on me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or not a little bit, a lot more. Right at first, I was like, "Oh my god, this guy's awful. He's just fucking horrible." He said, he said he in the commentary looking. that he would actually the 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 chick that he's interested in in the movie. Um, he actually, I think he was uh, part of getting her on the set because he actually wanted to bang her, <laughs> and that that was like, and he actually they actually ended up dating after the movie. So nice. Yeah. Well, hey, that worked out. Uh, I do remember the checkerboard pants and the checkerboard like mm-hmm. shoes like Spicoli wore and shit like that. Rick Nielsen, the guitarist for uh, Cheap Trick, used to wear these really skin-tight checkerboard fucking pants. Well, like I that. saw They're Cheap Trick buds. open for – Cheap Trick and Heart opened for Journey a few years ago. I went and saw that, yeah. and he was still wearing the fucking checkerboard. Yeah. Well, see, I mean, I, 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 I saw them in their fucking heyday, and I think it's funny because Courtney Love would say, you know, her and Kurt Cobain, when they were together, they would um, – um, uh, argue because he was like, you know, the Ramones, the Clash, and everything, and he'd make fun of her because she liked Cheap Trick and shit like that. But you know, over all over the years and everything, they they've become kind of a, a respected band with a lot because first of all, they tour forever, and and they you know they weren't some of their hit songs were poppy and shit like that, mm-hmm. but. A lot of their stuff was just it was rock and roll. But anyway, fucking get off that subject on that. <laughs> 
but I love Joe Strummer, and I was kind of I I I I, uh, I wanted to see this for a long time, and I kind of feared that he it would be really awful and that he would really suck or whatever that it would just be you know kind of like eh. um, I liked some of the really I think the only I mean that's like I said I saw Grace Jones and didn't know it was her I thought it was Iman. Um Dennis Hopper was great. I mean, just he's he's just great, uh, just about everything, and just kind of like uh, he was just oblivious to everything. These guys are pulling guns and stuff, and it's just like, hey, man, uh, nothing touches him, and it's just like uh, that's the way it is. Yeah, yeah, when you're a billionaire, hugely wealthy guy, and everything, it seems like nothing, everything around you, it may be going to shit, and it may be hell on earth. But they just walk through that, and it's like, well, whatever. Send the um, drugs and the guns in. Let yeah. the fucking country just waste itself, and then you can go and develop it later. And then uh, uh, Jeremush, when he showed up, he's so wooden, and he looks like fucking <laughs> a gumpy version of Lee Marvin or like some kind of a bobblehead of fucking Lee Marvin or something. This is the second and, Jarmusch uh, uh, acting thing on our show, too, because he was in that movie with um, – with the one with the old dude and and the young dude best friends and what was that fucking movie? Old dude, young dude, best friends. Yeah, Seymour Cassell and uh, oh yeah, yeah with uh, Steve with Steve Buscemi. Uh, Buscemi, yeah, 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 yeah. What was the name they, of that movie? It was your movie. I don't remember. I don't fucking remember. He was in that movie too. <laughs> but they're, they're kind of they're kind of like he was in wasn't he in Coffee and Cigarettes too? That was his movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. They're oh, kind yeah, of yeah. attached and everything. Uh, but he's so he's so fucking what the voice and everything. He just like he, he you know don't he's trying to in the suit. Yeah, don't, don't roll in the suit. He has the white suit on. It's, it's always great the guys that show up in South America <laughs> in the fucking in the white suits and it's so dirty and everything, but they have a white suit on. Mm-hmm. Um, I fucking like I said. I I don't know if I would say, oh my god, this is my favorite movie of all time or anything like that, but. I really fucking liked it. I just was just telling you, you know, I'd go out, I, you know, I'll, I'll get the DVD, you know, not not only just to listen to the commentary, but, but I want to, I'd like to own it because I really enjoyed it that much. Um, I think at first I was just kind of like, oh God, this is just going to be really stupid. It, it, like the movie, I don't know if it was like the Beatles movie Help or something like that, or one of those monkeys movies, uh-huh. the monkeys, uh, uh, or, uh, uh, uh Fonda and Jack Nicholson and them did one about getting high or something like that, and it's just just mad. It's it's like zany, madcap, stupid shit. But this one definitely saved itself, and uh, it's it's more than what it appears to be. But even on the face value, I had a good time with it. That's good. Good. Yeah. Glad you liked it. Yeah. This is a this is going to be a pretty divisive movie because, as I said, it's a mess and it's. I mean, it is kind of like watching just dudes fuck around. Um, it, it it does have some stru- some structure, but I mean, you know, there's music scenes and stuff that are just kind of in there for the shit for the sake of being in there. Um, Strummer had some really gross long fingernails in this movie. I noticed. Oh, you want to talk about something gross about Strummer? At one time, uh, and this was when the class was really big. He stopped brushing his teeth, Ugh. and he had like rotten teeth. Like he had like uh, if you see some 
uh, interviews and stuff with him at one period of time, he had like a black tooth and then it fell out. And they were even interviewing him and saying, you know, about, you know, don't you take care of your teeth? He's like, uh, so, you know, there's a couple of uh, documentaries they put out after he died. One was about uh, him starting up the Mescaleros and he would go to, um, um, they were at the boardwalk in maybe New Jersey or something like that. And here's Joe Strummer just walking around passing out flyers. Nobody knew who he was. And he was like, yeah, you know, I used to be in, in a band called The Clash and everything. And these people would be like, yeah, I think I've heard. Uh, you know, I kind of remember them. Nobody remembered the fucking – and he's like, yeah. And I remember that time because we went to Cleveland. My friend Ben and I uh-huh. drove to Cleveland to see ECW Wrestling. Which was, I mean, it was kind of a mistake because we drove all the way there. Uh, we got off work at like 7 in the morning, uh, didn't sleep at all, got in the car, drove like four hours. Uh, when we got there, the airport or the hotel was right by the airport. So it's just you hear jets constantly in and out, in and out. Oh, wow. And we didn't sleep at all. We go and I'm in the middle of like a Sabu match or something like that against <laughs> Taz or something or Rob Van Dam. I don't know. And I'm falling asleep sitting in my chair. And and this was in a shitty uh, like theater almost like that would show plays uh, in Cleveland, Ohio on Euclid Avenue in a really crappy section of Euclid Avenue. Mm-hmm. And the people were going nuts. It's an ECW show. They're throwing beach balls around. They're hitting the wrestlers with objects that they could bring and all kind of crazy insanity. And I'm sitting in my chair falling asleep. Um, But Joe Strummer was in concert there, but it was in like a little fucking downtown bar uh, that maybe, you know, and and we didn't go. I wanted – I would – and now I could kick myself because I think he died like maybe a year later. Uh, 2002 he died. Yeah, I had a chance to. That's probably because I guarantee you it was. Uh, well, it, it was. It, it might have been ninety nine or two thousand. Okay. It might have been a couple years before, but it was like you know probably maybe one of my last chances to see him. And I was just so fucking tired. I was like, my, my friend wanted to go out because he wanted to go to bars and listen to bands and stuff like that. And I was like, dude, I cannot even keep my fucking eyes open. So we ended up going to sleep. It was, you know, but still, I, I you know, yeah, I always liked him. But there's, there's that documentary, and then there, I think there's actually maybe there's one that they did that that one's a small like indie documentary, and then they did a big one just about Strummer, and they have like Johnny Depp and all these guys that he was friends with that were famous. And they sit around a campfire and they tell stories about him and, you know, talking heads kind of stuff. And it's still good. But, yeah, check those out. Cool. As a fart. As a fart. Um, yeah, like I, like I said, I, I'm saying that a lot now. This is going to be divisive because some people are just going to see this as a mess. But some people are going to get on board and like the political statement. They're going to like this, watching these guys fuck around and have fun and and be stupid. So, um, this movie works for me and I'm glad it worked for you too. So, uh, we can get our ratings here. Uh, this, I watched this twice last night. I watched, well, I watched it last night and then I started it right over with the commentary and then you know, split that up and watched the end of the commentary this morning. Um, I, you know, I like this, um, uh, and, um, I have this on DVD and, uh, it works for me and I, you know, maybe, maybe it's because I am a pinko, but <laughs> I like, the yeah. sta- I like the statement in it. So, um, Cox definitely was uh, not a fan of Ronald Reagan. No, no, or Margaret Thatcher, or any of those. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, this is the punk rock movie I was hoping both movies would be. This, mm-hmm. the, the sensibility of it and stuff like that, and 
Um, you know, I like the look of it, and it's just well. That's how I think when you know we say sometimes movies don't necessarily have to be like it doesn't have to be like uh, oh, this movie is about cowboys and this movie is about cowboys and we're going to put them together. Right. It might be a tenuous link. The the link between these is one of them is uh, shit and the other one not shit. So the both the the word shit can be used in both descriptions of these movies. Yeah, and I and I would I would use you know the term art uh, with uh, straight to hell. I think I, what I, when watching Louis this week, um, somebody makes the I watched the episode actually that had Dane Cook in it, and you know Dane Cook says that Louis is a comedian's comedian. Mm-hmm. A lot sometimes I feel like Alex Cox is a director's director. Like he's you, he's he's it's somebody. Like you're a podcaster's podcaster, right? Maybe right. no. So, well, he's Alex Cox has never made movies that are going to appeal to a huge mass of people. He makes movies that he wants to make, and that mm-hmm. I think I think people in the industry probably appreciate what he does, and like they like right. his vast knowledge. But he's not going to make something that's going to sell. Uh, uh, five hundred tickets a show or something. So you never know. You never. Maybe someday. Maybe he's still got one in him. I don't even know. Four twos coming him. out. He his last one apparently wasn't very good. His uh, repo repo girl or whatever apparently wasn't eh. all that good. So you can't go back. So anyway, uh, I give this. Um, I just because of the uh, kind of the losing focus for me in the middle. Um, I give this a seven point seven five out of ten. Uh, I like parts of it more than that, but then there's other parts that I don't. So it, it averages out, but it's 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 a better than definitely better than average movie for me, and I've I've revisited it more and more. So uh, it's a fucking seven, interesting movie, and yeah. I could see this being the kind of movie that if you did watch it more than once, you'll get more out of it, and you'll pick things up. The the whole you know? the stuff with like the you know like I was when I was saying the Banana Republic that kind of thing, I I picked up more the second time watching it with that as far as I like, never shop there. <laughs> I don't either. It's too expensive. 7.5. 7.5 from Zom. Cool. Why not? Yeah, I was just kind of rambling there. But yeah, everybody does a good job um, acting, even though they're not actors. I mean, Courtney Love, she is what she is. Honest Dick- to God, you know, I before you told me about it, you said the only – we talked about this movie a while back, and you told me that you had seen it and you really liked it. Right? And you said the only part I don't like is fucking Courtney Love. Man, she gets on my fucking nerves. Blah, blah, blah. And like I said, maybe it's because I just had that beach experience, so I'm very – a lot more tolerant, <laughs> and I've been – I've been. Uh, it would be like – if I sat in a room with Courtney Love for an entire week and and had to deal with her, and then you kind of at first you're like, God, the fucking bitch, shut the fuck up. And then after the get halfway through the week and you just kind of start going with the flow, and by the end of the week you're like, who gives a shit? Okay, <laughs> that's kind of like what this was. And I just thought she was so she was annoying as hell. Mm-hmm. She'd get them fucking ugly squinty eyes and scrunch up her nose and her face because of the sunlight or the dust or whatever, and her face was fat, <laughs> and she looked like shit, and she would pigeon-toed, and, and uh, fucking Cy Richardson, what did he say that one time? He's like, you know, the only reason I keep her around is because – and she's sitting right there. The only reason I keep her around is because she's carrying my baby in her belly. Blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and she's like – and I thought she was funny as shit because she was so just awful. She was just such a fucking – every goddamn girl I go out with just fucking just <laughs> annoying. Oh, one more quick thing they said in the commentary is that they actually would put um, 
like sugar water on everybody's hair and faces and stuff because he wanted to, so he wanted to attract flies to their face. Yeah. Well, I wondered if Strummer at first I was thinking, you know, that's kind of it's kind of stupid that he's sitting there taking like a gas can and pouring it on his comb and combing his hair. But then, you know, I started thinking the practicality of that, like if he had lice, head lice or if uh, <laughs> bugs or something like that, yeah. or it, it, it could keep the fucking flies away. I bet the, the, I what's bet his that, name was pouring the water on his head. I bet that fucking set just reeked all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there yeah. was some BO there. Cool. All right, 7.75 and a 7.5. I'm glad you liked it. Cool. Let's mm. take a break again and come back and do some uh, cinemasochist feedback. <laughs> We'll be right back. Okay. In a world, in a world that has a country called England, <laughs> three cinephiles battle weekly against the onslaught of movie releases. They review, dissect, and discuss until each is defeated. Jordan is. The host Ian is the sweary one, and Noel is the grandpa, and together they are the 35 millimeter heroes. Dig it, bitches. Well, there ain't nothing meaner than a wiener from Pasadena, Carl's <laughs> Disco, Wiener Tina Haven. And you won't find nothing leaner in your mean chili beaner than at Carl's Disco Wiener Tina Haven. Sizzle, they grizzle, you step up to the griddle. Salsa, eat ketchup, you tell me and I'll fetch up. K. A R L S Disco Wiener Haven. I just thought of another connection uh, between Silva and Gold podcast and Straight to Hell. What's that? Oh, Donnie boy, the pipes. And you know what? That was pretty awesome rendition, too. She did a good job. I don't know who that was. He said her name in the commentary. I didn't recognize it. I'm not sure. I fuck a lot of those girls. I have a (laughs) thing for girls that kind of have that look. What do, yeah, what do you think of the gangly one that Dick Rude liked with the top ponytail? Yeah, I liked her. I liked okay. her better than the one that washed the motorcycle. Really? Yeah, I like strange-looking girls. The one with the motorcycle was fucking smoking hot. With her, uh, when she had her hair up, she was hotter. Yeah, she was just... Uh, I liked the uh, dude with the, uh, the her... Uh, was it her husband? When I was in the army. <laughs> you know, I don't know who like, he was oh, supposed to be. He's been in a lot of movies, time ago. He's, he's, he's probably the only other trained actor in the movie besides yeah, yeah. Cy Richardson. It showed, too. Okay, so time for some feedback. Ah, feedback. Okay, let's hope it works this week. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, of course I don't have it downloaded. Oh, ever the professional, this guy. Fucking oh good it's downloading. So we got two emails, and I think I just played the second one first by accident. I did. All right, here we go. 
Hey guys, it's the Sinmasters Justin Walter calling in from his new apartment. Woo! It's the night of the big move-in. I officially hate moving, especially on an extremely hot day where I almost passed out from heat exhaustion and dehydration. But we got everything moved in. We're getting things worked. you got to get the Internet. Uh, we're briefly being able to use somebody else's Internet that was wanky, but I think I can get Internet for a month, like $30 a month. So it's not going to be an issue. Uh, I did want to bring up one thing. Uh, when I made the call, my message played last time, I made the remark that these contests, you know, it's a lot like just bad karaoke. Well, I guess it's just bad karaoke from I, the Cinemascus. Exactly. Because Will, James, and Mike, I believe. Somebody else. I apologize. I believe it was Chris. Mike. Uh, Fruit, it's not bad karaoke. It's good fucking karaoke. And I'll, I kind of do feel bad for my Olympic <laughs> performance. So I'm not doing it now. Maybe in the future, when there's another contest or I feel like doing karaoke, I'll bring it one day. Mm-hmm. There'll still be a terrible voice to go with it, but I'll, there'll be energy and some, you know. I'll maybe get some of the background music. Maybe I'll record it on the computer so I can, like, that doesn't sound like I'm just singing with the headphones on. So I will promise you I will come back because now I kind of feel bad with my Olympic performance. So you don't think there's anything else? I am looking forward to your review of Dudes, which we'll just finish covering. I watched it a few months ago. I didn't, I didn't really like it that much. I gave it a C. Uh, it just, for me, I just I, I didn't really connect well with the characters as much, and I just think it took me out of it. Or I'm curious to see what you guys think of because I know it has you know, a cool following when I posted I got a few remarks like a C, like, you know, but uh, I'm glad people enjoyed it. I hope you too. That fucking movie would have to be one you'd have to see it the right, like, maybe you see it when you're like 14 and it's awesome then. You're like, oh, he said fuck you. And then it just sticks with you over the years. <laughs> because hopes now? What? Yes. Okay. You did, and if not, well, I'll see if I agree or not. And welcome back, Sound. It's a pleasure to have you back, and I will never call you daddy again, because that was kind of creepy. Uh, <laughs> it was creepy, man. It was fucking uh, Keep up guys. I'm going to go I'm finish packing. And outside of I'm keeping all the videos in the boxes. There's like 12 boxes of videos. They're just staying in boxes. Screw it. All right, have a good one, guys. And he's going to go watch his lady roommate take a shower. I mean, what? All right, and you send another one. I remember the other thing that I wanted to bring up. Uh, I was able to successfully smuggle the Colt Anadouche into my new apartment. Yes. Anybody spotting it. So I feel proud about that. Well, it's just like to be successfully high tasty Tyrone when he probably will eventually get here. Oh, man. I think actually it's been a few years now. We're going to have a full collection of just weird sex toys from Zom. Yeah, but you know what? If that chick finds that. All right, guys. I'm I'm leaving now. If a female (laughs) roommate finds stuff like that, she might think that you're the, uh, like the the surgeon. (laughs) I want you to uh, use. Tasty Tyrone. Tasty time. Hey, nothing wrong with tasty. Hey, look, I don't even know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> nothing like that could ever happen in the world of magic. Uh, oh my god, it's so hot. Uh, that's it for feedback. Yay, feedback. Yay, feedback. So cool. Thanks, Justin. And um, he's an Oberholzer. And that means he's cool. So we got we got something in the works. Can't quite get it going yet. So hopefully for next week. But oh, wait a minute. Let me check my email. Go ahead and talk. Um. Well. Uh. Well, I'll, I'll <laughs> stall on saying the movies for next week. If you're going to check your email. Uh. Blah blah blah. So uh, Rufus Sewell was an Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter, and I remember him in Dark City, which is a fantastic little movie. You know, I have never seen – okay, oh, we got an email back. Seriously. Did no you? shit. 
Okay, I'm going to pause the recording and we're going to come back. Hang on one second. You have that up, what that one is, and who's buying everything. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we're back. Um, the so we with slight change of plans, uh, right on the fly. So next week we were going to do one set of movies, but uh, we just got word that we have been given access to review a film that a lot of people in our circle might have been uh, were kind of chomping at the bit for. Um, I'm still pulling that up, but the we're gonna we're gonna pair this one up. I'll say this first with a, a movie called Kansas City Bomber. This is about a it's about a roller derby. Um, so we're gonna pair it up with uh, this is sorry 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 starring Raquel Welch. This is from nineteen what seventy two. So, so nineteen seventy two, Raquel Welch in a in a uh, roller derby film. And we're tying it with Glow, the story of the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. So we've gotten access to this. I can't wait to watch it. And you wouldn't um, believe what I had to do to get that. How many penises has been, has been in Zom's mouth in the last week to get us access to this movie? So, well, um, just to get us access to this movie? Only one. But, I mean, you know, we're not, we're not counting the other ones, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so the the guys behind this uh, behind the glow film have uh, have uh, let us let us get a hold of this and we're going to review it for you. So it's, hopefully it's going to be awesome. And yeah, so we're tying it with uh, I guess what can we call this double feature? Kind of a uh, uh, smacking hot pussy, <laughs> smacking hot pussy double feature. So yeah, so we're doing roller derby and glow. It's gonna be it should be a good one. Um, yeah, damn right. And I'll post that on the Facebook group and all that fun shit. So, thanks to everybody that fed us back this week, all one of you, and uh, uh, all of our our guys and gals. Paris Cinema Magazine, we love you guys. Uh, you know, the, I think the 35mm Heroes promo might be what I, I say, of any podcast promo I've ever heard, I might repeat elements of that more than anything else because every time will says 35 millimeter heroes on gentleman's guide i always want to say dig it bitches right after and i fucking say in a world so at least five times a week all right but you're getting like payola right under the table to just say they, that? yeah I, I get i get eight cents every time i say that on the air there you go Awesome. So, um, and who was our first project? Love that album. Cool. Listen to that. Listen to uh, Maras. Maras. Um, Listen to Maras. Listen, you motherfuckers. You'll listen to that. Um, love that album. So, yeah, love you can it. always feedback us at 206 339 1600 or silvergoldpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, find us on iTunes or our website, silvaandgold.com. Uh, we have our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash silvaandgold. Slash. We're, we're, we're about to hit 150 members. Let's do it. Holy shit. Let's get 150. Um, I'm going to go in a minute and go get some food and take a shower because I stink and I'm hungry. Um, oh, you're talking about your smell. Yes. Uh <laughs> That's about it for me this week. Um, hey, that's for me too. You don't have. It's been a good one. It's been a good one. We uh, sorry about the short review on 
on dudes turns don't, don't, don't apologize to them but uh hopefully we made up for it with other fun stuff and yeah. they've been mean to my, to me <laughs> glow in kansas city bombers next week until then this is low foot i wish i could shit like that <laughs> bye